0: Look at the adjective. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast, because the season starts next weekend and we have other things to watch, basically. <laughs> I am the hitman John Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who always puts tinfoil letters on his leather waistcoat, a man who'll stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry, a man who'll always tell you what his bottom line is. What? Don't call Mark
1: Crowther. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, how are you doing today? Day off? Yeah, not too <laughs> yeah day off indeed. <laughs> can yeah, tell indeed. the high, high class intro. High quality. He went through QC recently. <laughs> that's and one they, of the better people it. I've been uh, been compared to recently. I think I've, I've had superstar Billy Graham and a few of us recently. <laughs> Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs>
0: Listen, this is I, I've I've set myself up for this, so I need to, you know, make sure it's got legs. So I need to <laughs> portray you as all sorts of manner of shite. <laughs> That's fine with me. i do these things to myself and I don't know what I do. <laughs> I've set, set a precedent.
1: <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? Nice day at work? Yeah, just worked at home today. Just absolute DOS to be fair. <laughs> Worked at home? Yeah. I wish I had that luxury. <laughs> Can't really do that in uh, in uh, selling gold and pawnbroker though, can you? <laughs> I don't sell gold. I sell high, high-end high watches. Yeah, good point actually. Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'll leave, I leave the gold to other cretins. <laughs> they won't be named. I will not be named for legal reasons. <laughs> Cut, cutting this bit out.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway though
1: speaking of cretins
0: <laughs> speaking of cretins and luxury we're gonna get in our bespoke four by four we're gonna take a cruise down the moron motorway take a right onto simpleton street all the way to the cretinous cul-de-sac it's cretin of a week have you got one for me mark
1: yeah i've got one it's sort of a an amalgamation of people from the uh the recent episode of dark side of the ring <laughs> the well, uh,
0: that's that's funny, that because
1: uh, uh <laughs> so, is, is that yours uh, as well?
0: <laughs> it was, it was oh, it's Michael. partial, it's partial because <laughs> a member of that illustrious combination did something else, cretinous. So we'll discuss <laughs> that shortly,
1: yeah. So, um, well, I mean, just just watch it. You know what I mean? It's an hour of four or five absolute raving lunatics, ego <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Landstorm. You've got Vince Russo on there. Who's just he likes to play the good guy, but he's just an absolute moron. Everything he says on there, he's like. Everything he says, it might be true, but you just don't believe him because the way he like speaks, the way he talks, it just doesn't sound genuine at all. And then you've got Bishop on there who smugglers out. You know, I was looking after my mate Hulk and all this. He's just like, oh my god, how far up Hogan's ass is he? It's ridiculous. I know. He's like, he's like justifying everything in there because obviously it's about the Bash at the Beach 2000 incident, which is we will eventually get to, you know, somewhere down the line. But
0: that it big utterly, bored son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: It's an utterly tragic time for the for that company, and you've just got these four. Let's say maybe three or four. I think actually Jarrett comes across as quite well in it. To be fair, yeah, he, I
0: don't think he really was on board with it. To be
1: fair. No, he was. I've I've since like since I've watched it, I've seen Jarrett talk about it on other platforms, and he's pretty consistent with his mindset. But he's just like tragic idea. No idea what we were doing, but you know, I had to go out there and do what I was told. I had to do business and sort of. He's pretty disgusted by it, but, but it's mainly Bischoff and and uh, Russo, I would say. And and Meltzer's on there as well. He's he's piping <laughs> in. <laughs> Which is actually weird just seeing him like being like not cast, but like given given a role in a different TV show. Do you know what I mean? It's like it just it's just weird seeing him doing anything other than just spouting rubbish on his YouTube channel or his radio show, whatever. But yeah, if you haven't seen it anyone, just just give it a watch. It's just an hour of Two or three guys just chatting pure shit. You know, defending their side to the hill. And it's like you're all a bunch of knobheads, you've got like no one's a winner here. <laughs> Everyone lost no. on that occasion. <laughs>
0: it was it was the ultimate political sort of move manoeuvres, wasn't it, by Hogan and and they yes. all
1: thought it was a good idea. And, and then like some of the stuff they're pitching, they're going like we're talking about what's perceived as the top babyface in the company at the time, as for, from what I from what I gather. And like, well, <laughs> You know, the biggest name they've got anyway. Like the whole storyline was that it was gonna come out that he was using his creative control and all this. It's just like how does that how does that make you look like a baby face? It just looks like it makes a lot of the biggest prick going. Yeah, and
0: then and then he always every time Bischoff mentions Hogan's creative control, he always says, Yeah, he would never used it before, but this was the first time he used it. But well, it's funny that because he used it, it was the first time he used it, um Starcade ninety seven against Sting. You yeah. know, use it this time. You know, it's it's fucking bollocks. It's always, use it all the fucking time. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh well, it's going to be you and Piper. Piper's going to get a few shots in. Doesn't work for me, brother. I just want to beat him up and just leave him lame. <laughs> but he needs he, he needs to try and get some come. No, 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 no. Just need. Do you want to get just... over? <laughs>
1: Hulk, do you just want to just berate a piper for twenty minutes and talk about his replaced hip and everything like that, and not let him say anything about you? Yeah, yeah, that works for me, brother. <laughs> I need
0: to get over, but you're not going to get any more over than you already are, Hulk. You've been you've been over for fucking twenty years. You daft cunt. Uh, I was going to single out Mister Russo, right? Just for a comment he made because he, he when he when he comes on the screen, he goes, "My name is Vince Russo." I've been in the wrestling business for 32 years or something. I hate the wrestling business. I hate everybody involved with the wrestling business. Well, why the fuck are you working in it then? You daft cunt. You're still working in it. You make all your money off wrestling. Your podcast is about wrestling. All your podcast is about wrestling. And it's like... It's the
1: only thing he's ever been relevant in. Ever.
0: <laughs> and it's the only thing anyone's ever given him a job in because he classes himself as a writer. What the fuck has he written other than wrestling? <laughs> Simple cunt.
1: He also says something about you—you oh, you can't be in the wrestling business and be a good guy. Like insinuating he's a good guy, and it's like you're an absolute cretin. You've done nothing but like push the wrong people, write the wrong storylines, write write terrible TV, like literally bury companies to the point where they they can't survive anymore. Like and never take any responsibility for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even in that, even in that documentary, he's like, oh. You know the ratings were going up. The ratings were going up as soon as I took over. It's like were they? Were they though? No, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. There's there's factual evidence that they weren't. Vincent, <laughs> I just thought it was just if you want an hour, forty five an hour, forty five minutes to an hour of just having a laugh with a bunch of just delusional knobheads, just stick it on. It's just a great laugh.
0: <laughs> but that's that's not where it ends with Russo this week. I'm afraid. Oh, he's been busy. <laughs> He's, he's pulled a Chrissy Jezzer out of the bag, as um, his, as we all
1: hotel, is he, Something like that.
0: He's been scrapping with some fucker, <laughs> as we all remember, Chrissy Jezzer and Derek at the Hilton Garden Inn, and then there was the other guy at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, his issues with uh, MVP because he don't fight jobbers. Now Vince <laughs> Russo went out for lunch to Panera Bread. We don't have them in this country, so I'm assuming it's a bit like Subway or some shit, but a higher quality of sandwich he puts out this tweet because twitter is definitely the place to do this oh sorry x (laughs) just went to panera bread with my wife looking for a quote-unquote reasonably priced lunch what we got was a child's cup of soup for seven dollars fifty and a half bread sandwich well obviously it's gonna have bread in it you dick Half, a bread
1: half bread sandwich <laughs> was just bread in between
0: bread <laughs> and that was $7.99 oh yeah and a $6.99 cookie then after they steal your money from you they have the absolute goal capitals to ask for a tip capitals $50 for a sip of soup a bread sandwich a cookie and coffee goodbye back to the McDonald's value meal <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> what, a what the what the fuck man this is what like Trust Pilot and fucking Yelp and shit's for honestly <laughs> he's seen Jericho do it and gone me and my MAGA brother
1: that's getting over there <laughs> yeah,
0: we're just, we're just going to be cunts on Twitter for these <laughs> like poor little franchises like where people are making about seven dollars an hour or some shit And they live on the tips. Fucking fuck off, you prick. Can't stick him. (laughs) Honestly. I swear to God. (laughs) I will never ever darken your doorstep again. He has to elongate syllables, doesn't he? Like wrestling. (laughs) Just, 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 Just wrestling, mate.
1: Yeah. He's a cock,
0: <laughs> plain and simple, of the highest proportions. But <laughs> this is all made me a bit like this week. This, the cretins are just like they're becoming usual cunty suspects, as, cunty as fuck. So we needed something to make us happier, a palate cleanser, if you will. <laughs> it's another woo watch. Woo! So we started his week. <laughs> promoting his new baseball caps. Ooh. (laughs) Ric Flair Nature Boy snapbacks. You've got a plain white one. And instead of going, okay, we'll go for a navy one or maybe a red one, he's gone for a pink and orange number. It's fucking horrendous. I mean, I'll just show you (sighs) now, Mark. It is possibly one of the worst hats you've ever seen. (laughs) It'd go well
1: with his suits though, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I guarantee the white one's just been like a default one that the company have done, and he's gonna uh, oh, let me let me have a go. And <laughs> it's, yeah, pink and orange. <laughs> but I've noticed a, a new trend with Rick. So
1: we've seen What's him that, with then?
0: remember remember when he was at that convention with Old Soldier Boy? Yep. And then and then last week he was with, hanging out with Travis Barker. This week he's got a new best mate. He had a great time last night drinking that Woo Energy to get ready to take the stage with old postman Pat Malone.
1: <laughs> now, He's got friends in high places, hasn't he?
0: Now, Rick's blazer looks like something that Dexter Morgan would find at a crime scene. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> it looks like blood splatter analyst's sweat. Blood dream, splatter analyst. <laughs> now... Now, old postman Pat Malone is in a silk shirt shorts combo like the fucking young books wear, matching. Oh god, looking like an absolute cleft. But I've I've noticed a trend that Rick seems to only want to hang around with people with tattooed faces these days. Yeah, Tyson, Travis Barker, Post Malone. Yeah. Is that the new cool thing? So, a I tattooed just seen face?
1: Flair getting a face tattoo—that'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: He's about six weeks away from getting one, and he's just going to say "woo" across his fucking forehead, didn't it? <laughs> Woo! Or it's going to be like, and then he's going to get a back piece of you know Andrade squeezing Charlotte Flair.
1: Because
0: <laughs> every a big, single big sort big of gold
1: belt on his back, isn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> every single time, like Charlotte Flairs in like some sort of lingerie shoot or swimsuit shoot, bikini shoot, he's, retweet, he's retweeting the fuck out of that. Loves it. But Woo Energy's uh, coming in strong. Yep, the mushroom-based
1: energy drink. That's
0: it. It's uh, Get Ready to Woo with Boundless Energy and Flair. (laughs) (laughs) His latest creation is here to give you the boost you need to take on every challenge that comes your
1: way. I don't know about you. I'm not like a business expert or anything like that. I can't see Woo Energy taking off.
0: No, the only time I can see <laughs> Wu Energy taking off if it's like you know, slaps on the side of a plane <laughs> <the> advertising campaign. <laughs> but sadly, all he can manage so far is at the NASCAR Nature Boy Grand Prix in Nashville, where his face is slapped all over the side of a fucking car. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> I don't even think it's NASCAR, it looks more like a Formula One car, but obviously not that level. The picture on the webcams on, on the side of the car is, is sort of a caricature of flair circa about 1986. So it's not really <laughs> an up-to-date you know, thing because he looks like a
1: hollowed-out ball sack, doesn't he, <laughs> at the Yeah, you don't want to promote it with there. that current face. like No one's going to buy it. Even, even less people are going to buy it. <laughs> it's like the shilling just never stops. The hats <laughs> on the energy and now
0: slapping it all over the car. I mean, promote your shit, but it is shit.
1: Anyway, he can. Anyway, he can get it in it. That's all. That's what he's like at the moment. At the end of his week, in his uh, blue tie dyed blazer,
0: <laughs> having a great conversation with Britt Baker and Orange Cassidy behind enemy lines. Orange Cassidy doesn't say fuck all. How can you have a great conversation with the <laughs>
1: daft cunt? You know Joe, you've just reminded me of another thing. Actually, on Orange Cassidy. Did you see that he'd been given roles as a producer backstage now for AEW? Yeah, and he turned down Brett. <laughs> like, like, is that, does that mean every match is going to have the bullshit pockets spot now or is, is he actually going to take it serious? Like, how's that I mean, going to work? Gonna
0: be, it's going to be top guys going against mid-card guys and taking 20 plus minutes to beat these people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that they've actually gone... Of all the people they've got there in that company, and some of the veterans, I mean, I mean, some of them are absolute knobheads, but like experience wise, I and mean, you've got this GIMP who's going to be telling people how to put matches together. It's like, I'm hmm, not sure about that. But he, Tony Khan loves him. Like, absolutely, absolutely loves him. him. It's his favorite, isn't it? That's why he's on this absolute ridiculous, like 25 defenses of Goldberg esque fucking yeah. run. <laughs> who's next? <laughs> Sorry to interject there, but you just reminded me about it to bring it up. <laughs> no, I, I completely
0: agree. But yeah, he's behind enemy lines. And honestly, there's like a big, like, fucking, like, steel bar in between them while we're chatting. And it's, he's a, he's a daft cunt, Rick Flair. He really is. But he never ceases to, you know, make me tickle because yeah. he's at t- least he's t- not t- being t- a t- fucking
1: t- absolute. Prick! Recently, he's just been back to his sort of peddling crap that he only does. He's, he's
0: literally like a fucking American dell boy at the moment. He's got the slick <laughs> my car like David Jason. He's as old as fucking David Jason.
1: <laughs> he just needs the uh, the freewheeler.
0: He <laughs> needs a three-wheeler. He's got the horrendous coat. You know I mean, it's not sheepskin, but it's it's fucking worse. Anyway, I'll see where he goes next week. I'm not saying it's going to be coming a regular feature again. It's nice but, to see it
1: pop in again every so often, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it pops up now and again, like a like a mole. <laughs> Sometimes you got to whack them. <laughs> you certainly have. Anyway, we're uh, we're off to a greener pastures today. We're going to yeah. do something slightly different, as we do now and again when something big comes up on the other side. We're going to nip over to dick dastardly Vince mcmahon and his little <laughs> porno tash and see what's going on it is gaff we're at the Alamo Done in san antonio texas sunday the 19th of january 1997 a gate of 60 thousand four hundred and seventy
3: seven it's the royal rumble for Shawn michaels it's always been about being champion sure he was branded cocky flamboyant a brazen showman in his youth But the heart of a champion was always there. And when he defeated Bret the Hitman Hart at WrestleMania 12, it was truly the consummation of a boyhood dream. But the true defining moment of Shawn Michaels' brilliant career may have been etched in defeat. Last November in Madison Square Garden, the dream was shattered at the hands of psycho Sid. But for Shawn, that was of secondary concern. That night, the boy toy grew up. Displaying compassion and humanity He cared less for the title Than for the welfare of his fallen mentor Tonight It's not about ego or accolades There's more than just the championship At stake Tonight it's about justice Redemption, a rebirth of sorts For tonight San Antonio's favorite son Returns home older Wiser, innocence lost Tonight The favorite son returns home A man. And now, the 1997 Royal Rumble.
4: Well, because nowhere else on earth except the World Wrestling Federation does success go to a man's mouth. We've heard a lot of talk from Shawn Michaels, and we've heard a lot of talk from Psycho Sid. And tonight, they got to put up a
0: show. So we get an intro package, absolutely fellating Shawn Michaels. It's <laughs> like, dribbling down
1: his tragic story of, of, of the Survivor Series and all that.
0: <laughs> how he beat Bret, how he's lost to Sid. He put over his maturity over the Lafario cardiac event. <laughs> that's what they call it. It's not about egos or accolades. It's literally about egos and accolades for him. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's all it's ever been about, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the homecoming of San Antonio's favourite son, Innocence Lost.
4: <laughs> Innocence Lost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The guy was not only off his tits for the last two years, he was off his tits this very night.
1: Yeah, you can fucking talk at him later on in the night. Yeah. <laughs>
0: then it's then it sort of segues into some woeful country music and we get a, a screaming Vince McMahon with JR and Jerry Lawler.
1: <laughs> you forget how shit Vince is on commentary, don't you? Until you hear it, until you hear it again i
0: can't i can't forget our shit i mean i grew up with this bullshit it was Vince mcmahon was like ingrained in you ah welcome to i know that shit <laughs> how oh, long
1: was he actually doing comms for roughly so after, the,
0: after the screw job
1: yeah that was it yeah, yeah so we've got another you know no but when did he start was it sort of mid-90s or was it even earlier than that
0: he was he was a commentator for his dad when he was mm. in the WWF. I think because like I remember for the most part it was Monsoon and and Monsoon and Ventura, and I think it was more like when Raw started,
1: yeah,
0: he became like the guy, the main guy. Yeah. He did he did do some pay per views, but it wasn't it wasn't always Vince. But now it's like three man booth, always Vince.
1: Yeah,
0: but there's umph to it. There's fucking umph to it. The package the, was
1: yeah professional. I was going to say that he's he's not the best, but at least he at least you know you are you know you're at a big event. Don't you? you know what I mean? He he makes it feel big time at least compared to just like Giovanni going. Well, it's the it's the biggest night of our biggest night in our sport. What like every night?
0: <laughs> what I don't get is when when the WCW do the intro bit get fucking dusty to do it, man. At least a bit yeah. entertaining and yeah. and charismatic.
1: Yeah. There's no charismatic elements to Tony Schiavone, is
0: there? (laughs) No, no, he is the epitome of a fucking man in a grey suit, isn't he? (laughs) They say there's a lot of talk from Sid and Sean. Apparently Lawler says, only in the WWF does success go to a man's mouth. It's time to put up or show up. (laughs) And then we we get uh, Hugo and Carlos on the Spanish comms, and then... They've got a French commentator.
1: I know. With, uh, I was like what? Raymond Rougeau and
0: Jacques <laughs> Rougeau Sr., brother and father of uh, one half of the AFC. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe an assisted cannonball from them tonight. <laughs> 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 Were they a tag team back in the day? <laughs> no, but Ray- Raymond was tag team of his brother and the Rougeau brothers. Yeah one of my favourite signs ever in WWF history was uh, the fabu- they were called the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, and one had a sign saying the Fabulous Ragu Brothers. <laughs> and <laughs> it just popped me. So <laughs> I thought, since we've not been watching this a week to week, I have a bit of a background gimmick yeah. on this. So they booked this gaff in San Antonio to play up to Michaels as the hometown hero, and they yeah. thought it'd sell based on Shawn Michaels. It didn't. It did sell, but it didn't sell to. I mean, the capacity is like 70,000 plus, mm. which, funnily enough, uh, off his Tits Michael's mentions later. Yeah. They only managed to get 60,000 in, and 12,000 of them tickets were uh, papered basically. They were given away free.
1: That says a lot about him, doesn't it?
0: But it's impressive. Yeah, but it's, it still drew 48 if you think about mm. it, which is still yeah. impressive at that time because it was, it was like the year before it all went nuclear for him. Yeah. So. I mean, he could draw, but I don't know. The tickets were really cheap as well. They were like eight dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars,
1: mm. like front row, some shit. We'll get anything <laughs> eight eight dollars. That was that getting out the hot dog, maybe. Probably. <laughs> but this is this this year ninety
0: seven was the year that built up to the upturn in business, and like yeah. Stone Cold sort of gradually gets pushed over yeah. the year higher and higher, and he gets himself over, and and then obviously, you know. It goes nuclear, sort of mania 98. Yeah. So, our first match, Mark, is Hunter Hurst Helmsley <laughs> versus Gold Dust with Marlena for the Intercontinental. Well, what were your thoughts on this? Because I thought oh, this could be quite decent. This,
1: yeah, I thought the same. Uh, obviously, you know, whatever you think about Helmsley, he could still work, he could work a good match and... with the guy who draws the money, yeah, yeah, and. And Gold Dust is always solid as out, you know. Dustin, he's always going to give you hundred percent. So I thought, yeah, I was like you. I thought it's a nice opener, like it feels like a big match for the IC belt anyway. Like two good guys for it. The main gist,
0: the main gist of the sort of feud
1: is that Helmsley's been trying
0: to seduce Marlena. Yeah. So uh, Gold Dust basically running in on his matches and attacking him. <laughs> what, what what do you think about the Gold Dust gimmick? Because Obviously, he doesn't do it now because it's copyrighted. But yeah. I, I always thought it was great, but mainly because it was Dustin.
3: Yeah.
0: I think he, he was giving if it. If it was anyone
1: else. Was... Yeah. I think he went into it 100%, percent did if 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 you half-arsed it, it'd come across as, as proper shit. But you, you, you just feel like because he's such a pro, he, he really gave it his all to get it over, and it, I think he did. It was a
0: Russo gimmick, I think, originally.
1: Yeah. And it was really sort of put together quite
0: ham fisted and it was really problematically booked, but fucking hell you made it work. And yeah. that sort of as it went on, it evolved. he made it evolve into something decent and less, you know, playing on like Kimicky. homophobic stereotypes yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah. But they do they do allude to that in the package, don't they? Because King's like asking him, So are you, are you? and all this, and it's like and then they yeah. blurted it out. He must have said, "I don't know what he said," but he, they they censored it. Um, so uh, queer is what he said, They uh, they censored that bit out. So obviously they were still alluding to it a little bit, but maybe not as much as they were. You know, when he was like, he was obsessed with like Razor and all that.
0: But yeah, like you were alluding to, they do have a little package, a little Gold Dust Helmsley package with all yeah. the our sort of petting zoo narrating.
4: What you see is what you get is arrogant conceited and self-absorbed helmsley believes all women are by nature infatuated with him since becoming intercontinental champion triple h's ego has expanded more than his stock portfolio people think i have a big mouth around here and i think i'm better than everybody else well i am Goldust has always been somewhat of an enigma. He is bizarre and outrageous, a master of mind games. He is a former two-time intercontinental champion, but until recently, Goldust left the rest up to our imagination. Uh, you know, you're, you're, a... oh,
3: aren't you? A what? No.
4: Hey! As jealousy outed a hidden side of Goldust, when Helmsley attempted to add Marlena to his trophy case, Marlena said no, so Helmsley took matters into his own hands, literally. Marlena and it's taking her away, look at Goldust down! Go, go, go. oh no, oh no, Marlena down, she's hurt, and there's nothing Goldust can do about it. Relationship between Goldust and Marlena has created more questions than answers. Is Helmsley truly infatuated with Marlena, or is he using Marlena to distract Goldust? Or is Goldust putting on his finest performance? Is Goldust's
0: real desire the Intercontinental Title? He puts over Helms is the arrogant upper class twat, and shows Goldust evolution, including the, that problematic Lola interview, like you just said. <laughs> and it, uh, Questions Gordust's intentions. Yeah. Lovely. And then fucking Helmsley comes out with fucking randomly with Mr. Hughes.
1: Yeah. I didn't know who he was. And I was like, what's that all about? Who's he? And they were yeah, like, oh, it's his servant. I was like, oh, that's a bit, yeah. a bit dodgy, isn't it?
0: Well, he's dressed in like that big Bubba Rogers Blues Brothers gimmick. <laughs> and it was, Curtis Hughes was like, I remember him on WWF TV, sort of 91, 92, maybe. I'm sure he did something with perfect. I might be wrong, but yeah, he was. He was more like a manager, not a manager, but more like a bodyguard type guy. It just doesn't work with
1: Helmsley's gimmick. No, it just didn't fit, did it? You'd feel like you'd need like a not the similar, but you know, like a like a Jeeves when when Regal had that Chives or whatever he was called in, in WCW. Well, he, used,
0: he used to come in the ring with like you know like. um Women in sort of evening gowns and stuff like a different yeah, woman. That's every probably more suited. Yeah, that's how Sable debuted as one of his valet type people. So it starts pretty hot, hot as hell. <laughs> Jumps in the aisle. Helmsley begs off. Nice chicken shit stuff. Gold does start shining, battering him and dropping on the rail. It's not no DQ, but Ross <laughs> it has the been. rest cut it, cutting him some slack because it's the it's the title match. The, the slack and then the, the slack. <laughs> Honestly, some of the shit. Steel,
1: steel chair shots. That's not steel chair. Steel, <laughs> steel step shots.
0: Packs <laughs> a pedigree into a slingshot, and Helmsley takes a great bump over the ropes. And then Helmsley was like, really he good in
1: it. this match. Really?
0: Oh, no, they both were. They were fucking yeah. great. Goldust drops the steps on him, and JR J- 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 keeps going. Well, I wonder how, the, how far the refs willing to let it go. And I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> Does
1: <laughs> he have to stab him or something to get a DQ? Once? <laughs>
0: And then he and then he sort of does this really, what I thought was quite a cool face bump onto the steps. Helms like selling yeah. like how disorientated
1: he is and stuff. Yeah,
0: I just thought he, I thought Helms was selling phenomenally. Yeah, he was. And he was like grabbing the ref like a good chicken shit and everything. What did you reckon? Because I thought this was a really good match.
1: I thought yeah, I thought it was good, really good opener. I thought Gold Dust had that sort of intensity that you would have if some geezer was trying to nick your bird. And, like, like he wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to do a drop kick. Like, he was battering him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was, he was, like, trying to do whatever he could to beat the fuck out of him. He started it off hot. Like you said, Helmsley was really good at playing, just the absolute chicken shit. And his cell jobs were really good, really impressive. And he actually, we'll get to it later, but he actually, he, he continued it later on in the night, which was impressive. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm glad
0: you spotted that, because I thought that was just me,
1: but yeah. Yeah, um, that was good. Obviously... He went for his leg early, and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a really good start to show, and really nice intensity from both of them. To be fair, and to be he fair, he came I thought, off the top rope. Holmesley, couldn't yeah. believe yeah. it. <laughs> Double axe handle on the outside. But Classic. I thought, I, I thought he was pretty. Yeah, you know I mean, you can say what you want about him. He, he's a bit of a backstage politicker he, in his time and stuff like that. But he's pretty good in the ring. He's not amazing by oh, any stretch, yeah. but. He's a seven out of ten, and he 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 rarely go below that, or really you know he might go above it, but he's pr- relatively consistent in the ring. I thought him.
0: Um, I thought Golders was great, like working his leg. I thought there was some really cool stuff. I mean, it helped that the ref was told to be lenient.
1: Once I got that out of my head, where it was like, all oh, right, okay, well, maybe there should have been a DQ then. I mean, they were saved it by sort of saying always oh, using his discretion because it's a high high intensity title match and all that. I sort of once I got See, past that,
0: JR's like, great. Because yeah. he knows in his head that people were going, yeah, yeah. That's like what's going on there, and he's like, "No, fuck it, I'll call it out." And it, it's legitimately yeah. a reason. You know what I mean? It's not like some bullshit reason. It's like, yeah, it's up to the ref, really.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, like I said, once I got past that, I, I I did enjoy it. Although there was a little bit of inconsistency where, like, I think Helmsley tried to grab. Was it like the director's chair that Director, Marley? Yeah, yeah, and it's like. Okay, so you let him get you let him get there with still steps, but you're not you know what I mean I, 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 that was a little bit of inconsistency, but I suppose I even put I even put that bit inconsistent there, Earl. <laughs> but yeah, the, like I said, I thought it was a really good match, and then for like there was obviously a lot of work in the legs and stuff like that, and I thought that was really good. And then there was a random inserted interview with some country singer, which was just like, why? Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I don't know what it was and, and he even he, I think it was was it Todd who was trying to he got him to sing as well at one point I was like oh Petting Zoo yeah. yeah it's like do we need this <laughs> I'm right. not sure I've never even heard of the guy
0: fucking <laughs> good match going on in the ring mate you don't That's need what this. I mean. it happened a couple of times with some dipshit yeah. dip who was fucking babysitting to come and see Michael's
1: <laughs> yeah so that was a bit annoying that sort of spoiled it for a couple of minutes but after that it got back to it and then it was obviously that it was a bit like sort of the, the finish was the belt got slid in for Triple H. Well, ref sort of attention's averted. Doesn't get doesn't get the doesn't get the belt, but then he sort of goes for a kiss with Marlena. That gives up Gold Dust the chance to grab the belt and nail Helmsley with it. think he, he's got him down for the pin, and then his uh, his bodyguard pulls him out. And then it, it's it's all a little bit convoluted at the end, but then the whole sort of the whole the whole distraction, the refs getting involved, everything like that. Helms he's able to hit the pedigree, and to be fair, when he was hitting the pedigree earlier on, in his career it looked fucking great, didn't it? Compared to what it got to later yeah, on, in his it. career.
0: It's because <laughs> he did he did one um, where he kind of sort of almost piled over guy.
1: Yeah, and it changed not Yeah, you got to be a bit more uh, cool. Because he that. used to keep the arms hooked, didn't he? It looked a lot looked, looked a lot more yeah. like nasty, but. Yeah. Started started uh, start releasing it, but he gets the free count, retains the the belt. Obviously, there's a, there's fuckery in the finish, so you think maybe that there's continuation to this pub prob- maybe down the line,
0: and it it does prolong what seems like a decent little feud to be fair.
1: Yeah, it's a nice undercard feud, isn't it? You you know you you can roll it out, you know easily. You need that for your IC belt, though, to be fair. There, you yeah. guys that
0: you want to step up for the for the main belt, and it, and it went nearly 17 minutes, and you wouldn't have thought so.
1: No, it didn't it didn't feel like it dragged at any point. It was a nice start. But it's like it's like seventy minutes is about right in it for an IC belt. Do you know what I mean? It should be that about yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, that's like like you said, I thought it was a really good strong start to the show to be fair.
0: Really was. And then we uh, get your obligatory Royal Rumble promos. You know,
4: there's a lot of people that are talking about how I'm going into this Royal Rumble as sort of a marked man that everybody's gonna want to get me, but you know, that's nothing new for me. I've always been a marked man. And in this Royal Rumble, the way I see it, it's no turning back. I can't go back any further. I've already taken too many steps back. So in this Royal Rumble, there's going to be no stopping the excellence of execution. There's going to be one man standing at the end of this thing, and it's going to be me. Most people see the Royal Rumble as a chance to get the shot at the World Wrestling Federation title. I see it as a chance to hurt a lot of people that I don't like and even some that I do <laughs> it's going to be a nice day
0: so we get one from Brett, nice succinct he's a marked man, there's no turning back but there's no stopping him, he'll be the last man standing yeah. nice quick promo and it cuts straight to Foley as Mankind uh, most people want the title shot he just wants to hurt people he doesn't like and uh, hurt pe- some of the people he does as well
1: love that, again. Love. those promos are so fucking great like unsettling aren't they by Foley yeah.
0: sinister as <laughs> fuck by Foley I mean yeah. and this is only him just getting started with a gimmick it yeah. gets it gets better and then we get um an interesting match next <laughs> F- F- Farouk comes out with the whole yeah. fucking nation of domination yeah versus Ahmed Johnson so Bill Dundee his son is rapping him to the ring. He's one of them little white boys that's rapping him to the ring. Yeah. Remember, from- remember,
1: I remember I remember you saying that, yeah, the other month. He's <laughs> got fucking massive Nation of Islam vibes. Like, all bow ties yeah, yeah. and stuff. I thought it was, uh, like, almost like that with, like, mixed with, like, the Black Panthers, like... Yeah. like you know. well, yeah, they do the Black
0: Panther salute, and then he does this sort of Malcolm X quote, by any means necessary. We get a brief Farouk Ahmed package he puts over... Ahmed's meteoric rise and the injury. So we,
1: um, was it Survivor Series where we saw? Was it, was it Fruit did a promo when he was talking about how he took out Ahmed Johnson? Um, I think it was. And they had a, they had like a,
0: a really serious Ahmed Johnson's road to recovery kind of package, didn't they? Ruptured his kidney or something, didn't he? Somewhere he did, he had it genuine case, kidney right? problems. He just, yeah. well, no, he did have genuine kidney problems, but they used
1: injury has, angle
0: yeah yeah injury angle basically um he's lost his helmet now
1: oh yeah he's, <laughs> he's not <a> gladiator anymore
0: <laughs> But this this feud sort of began round about july
2: yeah.
0: in 96 like what just a just after he debuted i think and he attacked ahmed and ahmed like like i just said he was written off because of you know legitimate kidney issues but it's you know, put over like fruit's done it, which is great because it, it, it's, it's a feud sense. he can come back to when he gets back. And when he came back, he started interfering in, in, in several uh, Nation of Domination matches, which set this up. I can, You can see why Vince was so high on armor Johnson.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's an he, absolute unit, isn't he?
0: Jacked to the fucking gills. Great luck. Yeah. He's well over. Couldn't talk for Toffee.
1: Could <laughs> <I laughs> no. not talk for Toffee.
0: <laughs> it's got a
1: lot of intensity though, he
0: Yeah, again, it starts hot as fuck, and the crowd are well into
1: it. Yeah, the crowd was good. It's a good crowd. For oh, the most part, apart from maybe one match, <laughs> it started off fucking hot as hell, as it should, because it, again, it's there's heat to the rivalry, isn't there? There's, you know, they've built it. You know, he, he took bumps, obviously, kayfabe, but he took bumps off his career, so you know, it, it means a lot to him and he wants to get revenge. So it it, it makes sense that he would be like rav- like raging to get to get to him and stuff like that. So and there was a lot of like callbacks to it because they showed what was perceived as the injury, you know, the big kick to well it was like a kick to the to the gut. And like Johnson was doing like similar moves to that. So it was like here you go, I've have, have a bit of that as well. So there's some good callbacks to it as well. But I mean he was levering Farouk
0: at the start. I mean he's like yeah. ramming into the post but it was weird because like the whole nation was surrounding the ring, and not one of them, you know, yeah. got involved.
1: There's a lot of them in there. There's a hell of an entourage. <laughs> it's like there must have been 10, 20, 10 15 guys of them. like I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not.
0: It's an odd-looking group though because you've got all these sort of like Farrakhan kind of like wannabes with the bow ties on and stuff, and then you've got Crush.
1: Yeah, it's like what's he doing in there? Yeah, it, it is a weird put-together group, isn't it? <laughs>
0: And it's it comes across like a sort of Black Panthery kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you're
0: getting wrapped out to the ring by two little white guys. <laughs> it just it makes no fucking sense because clearly rap is, is an African American style of music. Mm. Surely there's surely so there's a couple of black guys that are much better rappers.
1: <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you, but I suppose, I don't know. <laughs> this is weird well, yeah, to together, let's not forget. Oh
0: no. <laughs> Yeah, Farouk's like really fucking getting on with it. Like he starts taking advantage of the kidney area and working it. The belt comes in, it gets discarded. But then Ahmed gets it and whips the fuck out of him. No DQ again, but you again. know, discretion, I
1: guess. WWF must not be doing DQs at this time of the year. <laughs> no. There was a there's a really
0: sick spot where um, he drops Ahmed kidney first onto a chair.
1: Yeah, that was um that was naughty. Because it looked, it actually looked yeah. devastating, didn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> really did. <good>. I, <laughs> like, well, I was like, "Oh well, <laughs> that's, that's going to hurt."
0: <laughs> but then he's like doing stuff, like the cat, putting him in a camel clutch, which I thought was really smart as well.
1: Yeah, stretching out the abdomen, stretching out the midsection. It was, it was, there was some good psychology in there. To be fair, it really is. And there was a spot, and I, I've got to give Ahmed
0: Johnson credit here because I mean, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah. I get, I get the the hype behind him, but. He catches fucking Ron Simmons off the top in the power slam and fair fucking play because Ron Simmons is not a small man. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. He must be upwards of £250, pounds, maybe more.
0: Easily. Then uh, old
1: Farouk gets a a monster
0: spine buster and uh, Ahmed Johnson sells it. <laughs> <laughs> and then hits one of his own and the nation run in one at a time and the bell finally goes for a DQ. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like all that stuff before
1: seconds. all that stuff before, and then a bunch of guys run they eventually run in like eight minutes, and it's like uh, I, I didn't really get that.
0: <laughs> very NWO style finish.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit, but I, I said after there was enough in it where it was like, okay, I can see where you're going with it. Maybe obviously it's gonna continue.
0: So then Jamie Dundee gets fucking press slammed out, and uh he goes after Farouk old Ahmed. a nation guy distracts and sacrifices himself. JR comes out with this corker. That's one big bad Johnson, which <laughs> made me laugh. My bollocks <laughs> off!
1: It was quite nice to see someone going through the French announce table rather than the Spanish Spanish. I, I, heard table. I
0: just said that, yeah. The sloppy <laughs> Pearl of a plunge through the French announce table. There are the new kids on the block. Spanish get a reprieve. King old Hugo Savinovich is just going fucking hell, thank <laughs> God like, like,
1: that. Oof. We'll get a table for the rest of the night, guys. <laughs>
0: I just have this impression of like when when Hugo Savinovich and Carl Cabrera go for dinner after like some dickhead will just get like power bomb through their table and they just can't finish <laughs> the dinner or something. Not again. <laughs> I th- I thought it was good. I thought it was all right. There was enough in it for me yeah. to, to sort of getting a little bit invested. It started started really nice and hot, um, and it made a lot of sense. It good psychology in it. Then we uh, get some more Royal Rumble-based promo packages. You know,
3: there's faster wrestlers, bigger wrestlers, stronger wrestlers, and younger wrestlers than me in the Rumble, but this is my state. Do you realize that Terry Funk is Texas-bred and Texas-fed? And I was born to RUMBLE! (laughs) Well,
4: Terry Funk certainly stirring things up on Shotgun Saturday night. He's in the Royal Rumble, and so is Farouk and Ahmed Johnson, along with Crush the Nation. Obviously, what we saw here, just incredible this is not over the first battle in the war between farouk and ahmed johnson the war is hey, bro, coming did you, you see it? get up here get, get up you get up here the next time I'm out there, don't ever leave me out there like
0: that.
1: You stand up there and fight for me no matter what I'm doing. You hear that? Get out of here. I'll take care of both of you later. And guess what? Our man Johnson, that's just the beginning of this thing. And I get you out there in the raw rumble boy. I'm gonna put your butt away once and all. Once and for all, you hear me, Puck? You're gonna go down just like I planned for you. All right, Uncle Tom
0: So we get a pre-take with old Terry Funk. Love yep. that. Says he's Texas bred and fed. I'm born to rumble. Always oh, nice to get some funk, I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, you're a big fan, aren't you?
0: Love him. Uh, yeah. Then it cuts uh, to Petting Zoo with the nation. Him and uh, <laughs> him and Ahmed are in the rumble. Him and Farouk. Farouk kicked. They got off back there though, quick, didn't they, for that interview?
1: Is that a pre-tape? Yeah. Reckon. I don't know. Fuck knows. Maybe
0: it tells them to all fight for him. He's going to put him down in the rumble, and then he calls him an Uncle Tom, which, <laughs> which is highly offensive, <laughs> if you're uh, an African American gentleman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it? I've never heard that before.
0: <laughs> Uncle Tom's like, do you remember when, is it Rio, Rio called someone a coconut or something? It means you're oh, right. black on the outside, white on the inside. And Uncle right. Tom's like, you want you want to be a white guy kind of thing. Or you, right. you sort of associate with too many white people.
1: Right, okay. I get you. I don't
0: know where the Uncle Tom bit comes from, but um, it's like in that. Have you ever seen 8 Mile?
1: Yeah, a, a long time ago. And he says,
0: my boy Future is an Uncle Tom in the little right. rap thing he does. So, yeah, because he hangs okay. around with, like, a lot of white guys. The well, next up we get Big Van Vader without the Big Van. The Dan. It's fucking Versus Vader. This U- <laughs> is <laughs> The Undertaker. No DQ. Yeah. This should be meaty as fuck.
1: What did you think? That's what I thought. Just put two big old boys going toe to toe. Let's see how we get on.
0: There was, there was not much build to this,
1: no the one can gather. Uh, Vader
0: had been involved in some group attacks on Taker in the past, but Taker attacked Cornet early in January, so it sort of left him managerless. And this is essentially what
1: the result of that is. Okay, it was everything you'd sort of expected to be, wasn't it? It was just two big lads <laughs> just trading shots, you know. When that gong goes, fucking monster pop, yeah. It was monster. It wasn't quite Tarrant though.
0: It never gets shit his entrance, does it? It's it's always
1: It's just a spectacle, isn't it? Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: one of the it's one of the best of all time in my opinion. You don't think Taker was like slowly morphing into his sort of ministry gimmick with his sleeveless pleather jacket on. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that. It's it's quite interesting because technically Taker's the smaller guy, weight wise. But he's about five inches taller than Vader. But he's giving yeah. away about hundred pound on him, which is quite an interesting matchup. To be fair, yeah,
1: yeah, because like Vader's, he's a big, we'll say fat because he's quite athletic for a big guy, isn't he? But like, he is he's quite playing fat. a foul, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Vader tries jumping in it,
0: but it gets telegraphed, and the pair of them just fucking tee off on each other. And if yeah. you've ever seen Vader tee off, Ie against Stan Hansen when his eye popped out, you know. <laughs> It's,
1: it's fun. <laughs> you sent me that the other week. Was it last week or the week before? Yeah, it's
0: fucking grim, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it's like it's what you see in like a cartoon or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: but if if people say Vader wasn't a fucking badass kind of guy because he got laid out by Paul Orndorff in fucking shitty shower shoes with a toe gimmick. <laughs> but I'm sorry, the guy's eye pops out in the middle of a match, he pops it back in and cracks on. It's, that's just beyond <laughs> me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Undertaker throws hands down the best punches in wrestling. I don't give a fuck. who's... Who, yeah, Different there's level. nobody better. Yeah, absolutely. So, what did you reckon to this? Uh, essentially, it was just
1: a meaty, fucking fest, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was all right. To be fair, like not amazing yeah. or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but I just thought it was quite fun. You know, it like one yeah. of those sort of spectacle matches. You sort of the sort of match Vince McMahon loves.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: just a couple of mastodons going at it, as he would probably like to say backstage. Yeah, there was a couple of bits with the finish that, that we'll obviously get to, but up to that point, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. You sort of got all the classic bits of in there, a bit of old school the leg drop. Uh, side slam, <laughs> side knees of the deal, yeah. <laughs> and he just got that absolute raw power that from Vader. Like he's sort of don't want to say underrated because he is quite rated in some circles, isn't he? But as a sort of big monster, or like he's quite he's very very imposing, isn't he? <laughs> I think he's
0: mint. Vader, I think yeah. he's great. Some of his stuff in WCW, which we might actually end up seeing during our mm. past tense gimmick, yeah. And he was huge in Japan. He was over his fucking Japan IWGP champion, I think. Yeah. I like the bit where Taker goes to do the old school thing and gets crotched, and JR's like, oh, Vader's done his research. And I'm like, yeah. I love little bit, little bits like that. It's like, of
1: course you're going to fucking scout your opponent, right? JR's really good at that, and he makes it feel like a yeah. proper sporting contest, doesn't he? And
0: I gave, uh, I gave Ahmed Johnson some credit for that catching. Farouk off the top into a scoop slam, but fucking Taker catches Vader off the top into a scoop slam. That That was seriously impressive. And then he gets Vader bombed for one,
1: and he just sits up. The no no cell's still quite strong with him, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Walks the rope, hits it.
0: Bearer wanders out as uh, Taker chokeslams Vader. Taker sees Bearer, clocks him, goes to chokeslam him, but uh, Vader makes a save and he puts Vader on the rail, he moves the steps and uses them to sort of spring up. Yeah. To come down on Taker, but Bearer moves him and Taker's fucked,
1: basically. It's the it's the rail. The, the Bearer thing's been going on for a while, hasn't it? Because Bearer helped mankind beat him, didn't he? Yeah. In one of the pay-per-views. So it's it's been long running this, hasn't it? Is it just is yeah. it just anyone and anyone that taker faces? He's gonna be there to lend a hand, or is it <laughs> I think he's sort of slowly sort of building
0: a little stable with like mankind, Vader, mm. like all these sort of fucking extraordinary beasts. sort of freaks, yeah. beasts, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Barra clocks him with the urn. And uh, it's a Vader bomb for three at uh, 13 minutes and 19 seconds. Taker just loses his shit, chokeslams the ref. Yeah. And he's fucking raging. I thought he was decent. I thought yeah. it wasn't a patch on the Foley matches or no. Vader's match with Michaels. But, again, solid and builds up a feud with Bearmore. You know, yeah. and they all served a purpose, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I just think, I, I just thought it was a lot, a lot of fun. Like, I'd say, the the Bearer thing's been on running, so I could probably give it a pass. So, but it's just like, I just think the urn thing's just a bit silly. Do you know what I mean? I never really, I suppose it's it's the law of, like, Undertaker, in it. That's just, you know, you've got to sort of this you know, Pull a bit of reality out of it, I suppose. A bit. But it is a little bit silly, the urn thing, I think.
0: I'm quite enjoying it because if if you watch take a sort of from 1990 onwards to, up until sort of 96, every fucking feud was someone robbing the urn.
1: Yeah. Every yeah, I suppose feud, so. <laughs> and
0: it got, it got fucking old. Then we get another bunch of Royal Rumble promos.
4: See, this is where we got a problem. You TV guys always got the cameras where you don't belong. The problem is I'm not talking to anybody until I throw 29 pieces of trash over the top rope and advance to WrestleMania to face the champ so you can take your camera and stick it, son. That's it. Cut. Cut. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldog. I've got a history in Royal Rumbles, and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm
3: bizarre.
0: (laughs) So... We get Austin, he calls out the cameraman. All he's asked about is winning the Rumble. And then, uh, well, Davey Boy rocks up for his infamous promo. He uh, shouts to the fans, double denim and a bum bag, Canadian tuxedo." He says there's a history in Rumbles and he'll win because he's bizarre. (laughs)
1: Was that a catchphrase or something? Or was that just the first and only time he said it?
0: It's the one and only fucking time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's infamous, man. It's fucking, <laughs> he was. He wasn't the best. That should have been whatever. his
1: fucking. That should have been his catchphrase. If he, if he was in AEW now, that would be on a t-shirt within two days. Within two oh, days. Yeah. <laughs> British bizarre dog. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to change it, wouldn't they? Put a copyright. Could be called the bulldog. <laughs> of I mean. It used to tickle me
0: when they did the in your house ones, and obviously in your house. Everyone, in your house. But everyone <laughs> thinks he's from Manchester, and he's not. He's from Wigan, Goldburn in Wigan. And Americans don't get that even like twenty miles down the road. Different. The accent yeah. is completely different. Like those, I, I'll say curtains, but in Wigan they say curtains. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll drop some Wigan jokes in now for you. So there's so a Wiganer sat on a cliff. And he's going, Me mate, me mate. And the policeman goes, Oh no, as he jumped off edge? He goes, No, it fell out at crust the meat out of his pie. <laughs> we, we, we're gonna walks into a DIY shop and he's like, Has I got any terps? And he goes, Do you want audio terps or video terps?
1: <laughs> okay, <now.
0: laughs>
1: I'm sure we might get one laugh on the podcast for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Someone maybe. It'll probably be for me when I'm editing it. <laughs> but yeah, so don't think a wigginer sounds like me, hopefully. No. No, no definitely not. <laughs> That's all right then. Just just like to clarify that because it was always built from, I think he was built from Leeds for a bit. <laughs>
1: Just he's just from England and everywhere if you if you spoke to an American, they'll just think England's all the same. Like we all we all drink tea and we we like crumpets and all that and all that shit.
0: (laughs) I remember him doing a promo, um, I think it might have been that Royal Albert Hall battle royal that he won. And he was like, We're in London, England, my hometown. (laughs) 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 You're not from fucking London,
1: lad, Jesus. You're as northern as they come. I bet you're backstage. He's going, I'm not saying that, Vince. Fucking I can say it, just coming
0: in, going, Morning, Vincent. How are we? I'll go and pop the gimmick on. Hello. Oh, dear. I do love baby boy. Please don't take this is mean hating on baby boy because I think he's a dude. I've got a British bulldog t shirt, man. <laughs> So, from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> Next up, we get K'Nec, Hector Garza and Pero Aguayo versus Fuerza Guerrero, Heavy Metal and Jerry Estrada. It's a to yeah. six-man. Oh, joy.
1: <laughs> Just what you want. <laughs> this I is the absolute... Got
0: enough of these.
1: This is the bathroom break, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've had enough of these on fucking Wednesday nights, man.
1: <laughs> but, absolute set of characters isn't
0: it <laughs> yeah but all the guys without masks they all look like the fucking 80s sunset strip fucking rock stars or some shit <laughs> <laughs> they've all got out like marlena yeah it's nearly the fucking millennium i know i mean i thought america was a bit Behind the times in the nineties, but fuck you, Mexico is really. <laughs> <of>
1: them, yeah. <laughs> Bloody yeah, the flat. The, I mean, that, we were saying the crowd was really hot for the most of the, the rest of the show. This is where they took their breather, didn't they? <laughs>
0: yeah, it was flat as a witch's tit, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. um, I thought. I thought it's going to be spotty, messy, and full of botches, probably. Um, mm. I, won't, I won't fire off, I'll be honest. No, you weren't. <laughs> but it did start technical, solid. It started doing lame chop spots, and I'm thinking, I guarantee at least
1: half of that AEW roster's watched this and gone, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> when,
0: when They've they gone.
1: I bet, yeah, if someone goes to them, what's your favourite match for Royal Wumble 97? I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to say the trios match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Pero, Pero Aguayo's son is the one that got killed by the 619. That I was telling you about.
1: Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. And I did a little bit of research. You know, this Hector Garza, the, the surname sounded really familiar to me. And yeah. apparently he's the uncle. Well, he's dead now, I think. He's the uncle he of that, an, you know, that, that angel Garza, you know, that works in NXT. And I think yeah, he's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the, he must be the nephew of him. I did, like I said, the name sounded familiar, so I thought I'd have a little quick look into it.
0: Out of all, he was one gonna, of the better ones. He was the <laughs> better one.
1: Yeah, I
0: think, like I said, I think, apart from heavy metal and Gaza, I think they're all quite old. These guys, like they've been yeah, around those for two, a
1: while. Those two quickened the pace up, didn't they? Look quite a bit. Yeah, because it wasn't
0: as busy as the modern stuff when it started. No. Yeah, the the heavy metal heavy metal guy in Gaza are definitely the two spot monkeys in this, aren't they?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely were.
0: <laughs> However, we got a couple of arm drugs. Yeah. In fact, we got a lot of fucking arm drugs. I've only rated the first two. Hector Garza gets a 7.7 on the Guerrero Mexican scale. Kanek did a couple of uh, 7.2s on the Steamboat. It's, it, it wasn't for me, this, I'll be
1: honest with you, Mark. It wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. It was, it, it was definitely one way. If you were watching this live on a pay per view, you'd be like, right, snacks, anyone? <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it was one of them where I just the the, the the two or three matches previously where I was like, you know, quite invested. This one was like, right, okay, we'll get through this one, and then we've got like the two big ones after this going forward. I mean, I don't watch a ton of Lucha. I've
0: watched bits. There's a really good pay per view called When Worlds Collide, which is really good, it's sort of WCW A thing, I think. But it's, it's just pairing off, doing stuff, and going, all right, my five minutes is up, tagging out. Yeah, and there's no like heat or anything to it. Like, it was weird. Uh, Hector Guards was a corkscrew dive on Estrada, who uh, Vince is calling heavy metal the whole match, even though it's not the fucking right guy. <laughs> and then it's a double stomp off the top, which misses for three.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a right botch that one.
0: <laughs> eleven minutes.
1: Yeah, it went, it went on it, a bit long, didn't it?
0: Didn't need eleven minutes. Pure filler, absolute. But I guess you need something.
1: Just to to chill the crowd out for the big... Chill
0: it out. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't have them like... There's going to be a lull. And this is what sort of modern pay-per-views don't get. You need peaks and troughs. Everything's got to be... When you've got your big matches coming up, put like a little bit of a palate cleanser in between. Yeah. And um, not, you know, mid-card guys going 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Just just to get the shit in. Then we get we get old Think, he announces the attendance of sixty thousand four hundred and seventy-seven. Then he explains the fucking rules, which is nice. Every yeah. ninety seconds a new bloke comes out when he gets a title shot at Mania. They're a bit fast get the mobile, in
1: ninety seconds, or, aren't they? So oh, they
0: always have been. Always <laughs> have been, man. Some of it's like fucking forty seconds. <laughs> so me and me and Mark have devised a way to, to call this. Yeah. We know we've done World War Three, but that was a bit different because, like, sixty men all out at once, and it just just a cluster, wasn't it? This is yeah. this is essentially a match, really. So number one and two are crushing Ahmed. Yep, it's funny that, isn't it, that they're involved in a feud in <laughs> the one and two?
1: Beat the fuck out of each other, don't they? The first first minute or so. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I, I I was surprised that nobody jumped anyone in the aisle then. I thought, I thought oh, got to all, the,
1: all the roots, all the all the nation would be there, ready to yeah. yeah take yeah number three pound <laughs>
0: shop razor. Don't even get music. Only one who don't get music.
1: <laughs> he does not deserve music though, does he? Let's be honest. No, he's <laughs> <absolute> no <wank>. joke. <laughs> Bend in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Gone instantly wasn't he by Johnson. Fair, fair fucking play. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Johnson eliminates himself over the top rope. What's that why that's why that's why? Right. You would never go over the top rope like that ever, would you? Do you know what I mean, <laughs> he just—I've always
0: had, yeah. But I've always had issue with that because it's like they say in the rules. I'm sure they do. When someone throws you over the top rope, not when you throw yourself over the top rope. Yeah, and then, but then, like people who've been eliminated have always have, Come back in and don't be black and I don't think that should be allowed either. But I mean, I guess yeah. obviously, kayfabe, I take it too seriously. Blah blah
1: <laughs> blah. But <laughs> have a right right to him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, J- Johnson eliminates Plank. himself going after Farouk. Uh, I just I just put in my notes. Why don't you just go through the middle rope? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it's not like, been booked like that. <laughs> it's like that's it's it's already booked. So fucking that's 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 the end of the story. <laughs>
0: Number number four's older Phineas I Godwin the pig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he tries to get crushed out, doesn't succeed. Number now five, now
1: we're talking though. Now
0: talking. Don't call Steve Austin. He, he only gets a bit of a pop though because he's, he's, he's still on the rise, isn't he? Turning, still,
1: yeah, he's still on the rise.
0: Looks fucking classic though. I love yeah. that when he sort of like he can't even get his waistcoat off before he gets in the ring, but he <laughs> sort of leaves him open to get yeah. him stomped because he's like his arms are sort of fucking he's like,
1: like he's, like, he's, he's, bit, he's so a bit goot. He's quite goofy and he's stone cold sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, he's got proper Ron Studd arms going on and everything. <laughs> but he makes it work, just somehow. <laughs> he really does. Phineas, the yeah. uh, dumps all crush out and then gets stunned and dumped out by Austin. Yep.
1: Number so six on his is own, back. This is what well, this it. is a first of many times where Austin's like just. Chilling in the ring on his own, yeah, <laughs> remind me a little bit of when Punk Punk, had, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's where this stems from. But well, yeah. Austin didn't get the mic and start, you know, berating everybody, which, yeah, that was a nice little touch, I think, when Punk did it. Um, number six is Bart Gunn, yeah, belt in left hand, and he's gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> stone cold one on an absolute tear did he for the first 10-15 minutes or whatever <laughs> I think he had the
0: record until Kane broke it
1: yeah I think he probably did yeah it <laughs> felt like he That's eliminated sad. everyone know, didn't yeah. it yeah. <laughs> but then, we get, uh, um Jake the Snake next don't we
0: after Austin sits there chilling looking at his pretend watch
1: yeah that was great, <laughs>
0: it's great. but I like this now because now he gets a former foe obviously yeah. King of the Ring yeah. Um, apparently, it's the sixth rumble for Jake, which was a record at the time. Snakes mm. in two and uh gets dumped out as at number eight Pretty comes quick. in.
1: And who's number eight? <laughs> the bizarre dog. <laughs> but Bulldog's absolutely battering Austin in the corner, only for the first sort of first few minutes, first minute or so.
2: Um,
0: I, love, I love it when Bulldog's in with someone decent because he ends up being decent. Bulldog yeah. is decent, he just needs somebody to lead him. Bless him. He was never the sharpest tool in the box, was he? And nah. you know, he need he, he needed a Brett or an Owen or an Austin or whoever, perfect, yeah. whatever, to lead him through it. But he, he is good, Full Dog. I will fucking stand on that. Obviously he got looked over as a worker because his you know, his partner and his cousin was the dynamite kid who is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But he was infinitely bigger a star.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. He was a huge star, wasn't he, in the early 90s? Well, even now at this point, He he fucking sold out Wembley Arena.
0: Wembley Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium, sorry, yeah. Yeah. 79,000, AEW done 78, so.
1: Fair play to him. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) How many matches have they announced? One,
1: two, three, maybe. Punk Punk Joe. Cole. Punk Mm. Joe's happening there, isn't it? Which is fucking mega for the crowd, to be fair. Yeah, but if they'd have announced
0: MJF, Cole, and Punk Joe, they're, they're not what you sell the tickets on. Do you know what I mean? They sold it on the back of it being an event and a happening, aren't they? Yeah, because well, course. That's, that's what that's what Mania is. You yeah. buy your tickets a year in advance for Mania.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's that's different though. It's got the history to it, hasn't it? Like everyone wants to be part of WrestleMania. Whereas, like if if you did another show at Wembley next year with AW, are you going to get? Eighty thousand. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not that well. much,
0: but they will they will sell a shitload because yeah. it's a once a year job.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They're never
0: gonna sell out a venue like that in America.
1: No. Not, definitely not.
0: Anyway. Number <laughs> nine is Pierroth
1: from AAA. I didn't catch his name, so I'm glad you got it. Twelve year veteran, apparently. <laughs> Bumblebee gimmick. <laughs>
0: Uh, he gets a bulldog spine buster, and apparently Pieroff is one of uh, Old Doc's Hendrix's top ten for the win.
1: I don't know where he's why, got that from. <laughs> why? pick ten? <why> <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if if you'd have, if you'd have shown him to me, I'd have gone, yeah, he's got no chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he don't he don't uh, fucking get knocked out straight away like old Bat Gun and fucking.
1: No, he gets a little, little bit of time in there, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> no, Austin and David double up on him, and then, then number 10 comes out. It's the Sultan with Sheiki Baby. He's got no tongue, he can't talk. The Sultan, he had his tongue cut out.
1: Did he? No, it's Rikishi. Is it? No way.
0: <laughs>
1: no way. I didn't know that. Fucking hell. The Sultan. What, what is that gimmick? <laughs> it was the one he got before Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> you thought some people would say Rikishi was bad.
0: <laughs> nah, Rikishi's decent. I know, That's I like Rikishi. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was his gimmick was he had his tongue cut out, and, I and Sheik and Bob Backlund were his managers. But Backlund went out with him. <laughs> a fucking pair of characters there.
1: I know, putting them two together, bloody hell.
0: <laughs> so we've got for the first time in a bit, we've got four in, and they all pair off. Yeah, Austin hangs on, and number eleven is the Mexican Hulk Hogan, an <laughs> ultimate selfish cunt, Mill Mascaris from AAA. No job. <laughs> and again, and he, he proved that tonight, didn't he? Okay, <laughs> the dumb he's about he's about sixty, eh?
1: I know, I know. <laughs> How did they get him to go into this? Like, is this the first time he never put turned up or what? Like. It's the first time we've been in a rumble, yeah. The Sultan
0: tries to belly to belly him, but Mascaras is having none of it. He's not cooperating. He doesn't even sell it. And Rikishi Sultan only manages to get him with it
1: because he just overpowered him plainly. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> "I'm not, I'm not bumping anyone. I'm not bumping no. anyone."
0: <laughs>
1: Number twelve
0: is Helmsley. Yeah. Selling, selling his leg. To be fair, yeah. give him that.
1: As we alluded to, that that's good. To be fair, so he, you can right. easily forget that. You could easily forget, but you know he he's a professional in he, I suppose, so he stuck with it, and it's fucking Shoot. fair play. Shoot it
0: in the game. Davy eliminates the Sultan. Helmsley hangs on. Thirteen is Owen. Getting. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, first thing he does, dumps Bulldog out.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, right. There, there's, there's, there's the first alliance. You know, you get those, those <laughs> yeah, yeah. sort of alliances in the rumble. I was like, here we go. This might last a little while. This, oh, maybe not. <laughs> that, won't go down well, that mate. Yeah. Yeah. The tag it, champs inadvertently eliminated him, didn't he? But yeah. w- was it though? That's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the question. Yeah,
0: I think it sparks a little feud as well. yeah like com- competitive sort of tag team partners, brother-in-laws. See, so he was yeah. a better man kind of feud, and uh, all you get from the wig and whip it is uh, he put me out, he put me out.
1: <laughs> he is brilliant, to be fair. He's funny as hell. He is, I love <laughs> him,
0: he's great. <laughs> Number 14 is Gold Dust, which is it's his first rumble, which is, I'm yeah.
1: surprised.
0: I think it's his first Rumble as Goldust. He might have been in one as... Actually, was he? Because when he came into WWF originally, it was like 89, 90 maybe, and he was like Dusty's tag team partner against Virgil and DiBiase. Right. Um, I don't know if he'll have been in a Rumble before, even as as Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Number four... Yeah, he was number 14. Number 15 is Cybernetico from AAA. A.
1: No idea. Twenty years old, apparently. Youngest one in the in the rumble. That's, that's the only. Yeah. That's the only thing I got from him. It didn't last long, yeah. like, did he? No, because
0: uh, <laughs> his hero apparently was Mill Masqueris, but Mascaris don't care and <laughs>
1: straight him. after him. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> there was a few um, a few uh, eliminations in quick succession at this point, there wasn't there. Um, so Mark Merrow comes in, and and we don't even see it, but cibernetico whatever he was called, he he gets dumped out. I don't even know we got rid of him. Yep. Um, and Pieroff <laughs> gets dumped out by a Yeah. And yep. then
0: what does this staff <laughs> cunt do?
1: Gets up on that top I'm Not sure he's read the rules.
0: <laughs> no, no, he Just, did it. Did it on purpose. Did he? Because he w- he wouldn't let anybody eliminate him because no job. No way. Legitimately, because he... was that, he was that not, agreed,
1: or was that
0: him I, just going off just, script? I have no idea, but he will not. He wouldn't because he saw that as doing a
1: job. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> At least Hogan didn't even didn't it, Hogan even let people eliminate him from
0: Rumbles. The, my favorite Rumble is nineteen ninety two, right? And Sid eliminates him, I think, and then Hogan grabs Sid's hand and yeah. starts pulling him. Ultimate babyface Hulk Hogan, remember? Yeah. That's pulling him and then Flair dumps sit out. Yeah. Because he's got leverage with Hogan. So Hogan let people eliminate him, but uh he did that whole as long as he got some uh, out of it in the
1: end. <laughs> yeah, he
0: got some out. It's like the Warrior thing at, at Mania Six. He he's just beat him. He kicked out at three and then yeah. started doing all the things to get all the attention on him, and like nobody was looking at Warrior when he left the ring. They were all looking at Hogan. He's a prick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But so is Warrior. <laughs> True. So, yeah, so he, he's an idiot. He gets rid of himself because, as you said, he uh, didn't fancy uh, doing the job. <laughs> and then uh, Goldust gets rid of Triple H, or Helmsley, or oh, was it Stiff called? clothesline as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, fr- do, four in quick we, succession, wasn't it? Eliminated. Yeah. But one of the highlights of the
0: Rumble for me was we do get an Owen Hart and Zagori, which was filth. <laughs> it's better than the uh, better than the Roddy Piper one anyway <laughs> just just a, just a touch so number 17 is Mexican soap star Latin lover
2: interesting
1: gimmick <laughs> he got in there just booting everyone wasn't he super kicks go from him when he got in
0: <laughs> Owen Owen skins the cat but Vince has to put over Michaels obviously saying that he's copying yeah. him yeah of Gim- course <laughs> oh, Owen's been doing that for fucking years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then Owen dumps gold dust. Mm. Number eighteen is Farouk. For who? And uh he backdrops the Latin lover out. Yep. And uh Farouk and Austin have a meaty exchange of fists.
1: That was nice. You didn't see Austin had a little bit of a lull period, anyway. He? he wasn't doing anything for a little while, just getting his energy back, I suppose. Smart though, he was in there for about
0: 45 minutes. I know. <laughs> um, and here comes Hacksaw fucking Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-oh>.
1: <laughs> that two by four was not a two by four, it was bloody massive. <laughs>
0: It was, it was like, you know, like that comedy sort of Laurel and Hardy, where he's like got it in the middle, and he turns around and knocks one person out, and turns around yeah. again, and he knocks the other person out, <laughs> and he proceeds to like try and hit Farouk, but because it's so hard to control, he just fucking misses him by a mile, and Farouk bails out, and he's fucking gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that feud is well and truly still alive. <laughs> yeah. So
0: then Austin dumps out Merrow and Owen, and he's on his Todd again.
1: Yeah. nice little. Break I like the booking there. of this. Yeah, I because thought it number was nineteen a really nice Rumble is
0: Savio, which reignites their feud after they yeah. had the C- Caribbean strap match,
1: and he brings a nice bit of pace to it, doesn't he? As well, to be to be fair, Sav- Savio just for just for yeah. a little quick injection, but like a bit of Savio again. Yeah,
0: you um, liked it when it was uh, Owen versus Savio. Uh, King, was it yeah.
1: King of the Ring. We what? I was uh King of the Ring. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good match. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. But yeah, he, he sort of st- not stunned gun. Almost, it was almost like a stun gun on the top rope, wasn't it? And then he gets rid of him. Gets rid of him. Austin's on an absolute tear. He must have eliminated about six people at this point. Somewhere like that. Anyway, Um he's,
0: he's getting put over massively,
1: though, isn't he? Oh God, yeah,
0: definitely. That's oh, great to see because it yeah. all makes sense. Yeah, number 20 is the uh soon to be road dog Jesse James, and he's a uh, real, real double J singer gimmick that he does. Because
1: I didn't even Barrett make that connection, didn't make the well, connection Barrett's at all. Off, he? Yeah, I knew, so I he realized that I was like double J, gimmick. that's that's Jarrett's gimmick. I was like, did they just give it to him, or what, like, was that just out of spite so or something
0: like that? The story was, do you know his Duff song that Spend my days working hard on the do. Right, yeah. he said he was the greatest singer, the greatest entertainer, the greatest wrestler, and that was his single. Yeah, but it turned out that um, Road Dog was the singer, and he actually right. he genuinely sang it. And and I think Jarrett just fucked off, mid ankle. So, right,
1: he's known for that, any he? <laughs> just fucking up. Yeah.
0: Off. So the guy like the Jesse James thing, he was the real Double J kind right. of thing. And it was, it wasn't the best. <laughs> and uh, he gets launched out. See you later. <laughs> Austin's uh, chilling, conserving his energy. And yep. then you hear that uh, illustrious squeal. He gets working on doesn't he? It's Brett, the hitman, fucking heartmate to a monstrous pop. Tarrant. That's what it was. Absolute Tarrant. Now, you see, I was wondering if it would be the Tarrant, because I'm thinking of one later. But I, I, I personally think that's the Tarrant.
1: Yeah, uh, do you know? I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be because I was like, right, home obviously I'll, I'll say what the other one could have been. Obviously, had Michael's hometown, but I didn't think his was yeah. that impressive, really. Um, now,
0: is it because they knew Michael's was
1: coming out, and they didn't know that? Brett maybe. Was coming out? Maybe it was that surprise factor. Is like, when when is Brett going to come out, But but yeah. B- Brett's reaction was fucking mint, and it was like that. Here we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we're yeah. getting into the serious business now. That was what I was like it, anyway. It was so well booked, I think. Yeah. And Austin's reaction's fucking gold. Yeah, the face. The, the facial's absolutely yeah. superb, weren't they? It's like, fuck it, a demon from my past and all that. The, the crowd's absolutely
0: ravenous for Brett, aren't they? So, electric. Absolutely yeah. electric. And when they start seeing off on each other, it was just pop city, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and a proper business picked up moment. Yeah, it was. And he puts the sharpshooter on. As number twenty two comes in, Jerry the fucking King Lawler. That shouldn't take long.
1: <laughs> Four seconds. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know, like we, were, like that was the. I, I was laughing my bollocks off with yeah. that. Because King is a fuck, he's a bit of a donor, isn't he but like he's he is quite yeah. comedic. You know, he's like that. Yeah. That was that that really popped me. That I was laughing my head off when he just got nailed straight out by Brett.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a great spot because he comes back on comms, finishes the sentence he left with, <laughs> and just acts like he don't remember even
1: being in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he, kept, he kept going no, you're on. You're under there. If I was, in, if only if I was in there, yeah, it was brilliant. There's not many people
0: who could get away with it, but he got. He, he did it well. <laughs> and then number twenty-three is a uh, mayor of Knox County, Diesel,
1: <laughs> Big Daddy Kane.
0: <laughs> it's just unbelievable that that they're still doing this. I know. Like, no wonder WWC we were taking the pace Do you know what I mean?
1: How long, how, long will they, how do they actually do the fake diesel and fake cane? Uh, fake uh, razor, sorry. I think it was fucked off shortly after this, to be fair. Not,
0: it was absolute,
1: what a ridiculous decision.
0: He's going to be cane in nine or ten months anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Number 24 is old Terry Funk, middle-aged and crazy. Yeah. Works over Austin. Gives Brett the shittiest pile driver I've ever seen.
1: Botchy as fuck on it. Fucking yeah. hell.
0: <laughs> number twenty-five. Rocky Maivia still in Uber baby Face mode. Yeah. First glimpse of Rock Austin, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, it gets a bit in before it becomes a scrap again. If,
1: if only they sort of knew what they would do together in the next five years or whatever. Like. Oh yeah. Crazy to see, isn't it? This early on.
0: Yeah. I mean, number twenty-six is mankind. Yeah. Can see now the sort of. The seeds are being sown now. Sort of top three top attitude era guys, two legends, and uh, Glenn Jacobs.
1: That so that's why I, I was like, you know, you sort of the amount of current and future legends that are in the ring at the point was like, yeah. this is where I was like, this is fucking good. This, they're like, we're talking like serious stuff.
0: We we need to do the ninety two rumble because that's exactly the same. It's just mm-hmm. like a who's fucking who. It's mental. That's probably a bit harsh on Jacobs. Yeah. Kane is a, legend. a, great, a legend he had a good
1: good career didn't he to be fair
0: Foley and Funk go at it nice to see
1: yeah did that ever come into anything because that's that's almost dream feudy isn't it that type of like Funk and Foley yeah
0: they've done that in, they did it in Japan in the fucking death matches didn't they yeah. like. did they ever do it in America though or uh, they must have done somewhere ECW maybe I don't know yeah possibly they were a tag team hmm Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> yeah. So that was like Terry Funk with like tights over his head and a chainsaw, genuinely. <laughs>
1: the mad swat. Did you see number- that um, filthy, filthy pile driver by Brett on Austin? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking i was to,
0: I just about to say that because you've missed number 27, Terry Funk oh, and yeah. my brother flashes out.
1: That was where I was like, All oh, right, okay, all the legends are then flash funk.
0: <laughs> but it's it's a shocking gimmick, he's so much better than this two cold Scorpio. He really oh, is, God,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And then obviously, that absolute Pete picture perfect pile driver <laughs> showing
1: Terry to... Funk how to
0: do it. <laughs> I think he might, he couldn't have had it, had it all, like he couldn't have had the yeah. grip on him because he just sort of fell back, didn't he? Because yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a Terry. I've seen him drop flare on a table, pile drive flare on a table, and it was stunning. Yeah. Um, so, flash flunks off the top. I don't get why you'd come off the top in a Raw
1: Rumble. Makes no so, sense. So, like, it, but... risky in it in a kayfabe, like, world. Like, if you slip and fall, you're fucking gone, mate. And it yeah, just, it's, sucks your it's not in. worth it, is it? No.
0: But saying that, there's a lot less botches off the top in those days because it wasn't just constant, was it? You know? Yeah. Like, Rob Van Damme or uh, Two Cold Scorpio or whatever, they didn't botch as much. No.
1: They
0: were pretty strong. 28, it's Vader time. Not surprising that he's at 28, considering, you know, you got to have the big lads last, especially. Yeah. I <laughs> <one day. laughs> want
1: to blow him up early, do
0: you? <laughs> so, he has got some tank on him for a fucking fat lad, though. We, I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah, he does. Vader's more Austin. And then uh, 29 is Big Old Hog, Henry Godwin. I don't mean he's got a big old hog. <laughs> I mean, like, Henry it might old <laughs> No, proportionate. <laughs> it's been a while since anyone went.
1: No, yeah. And there's then, there's uh, a bit of it. This was the most that was in the ring at any one time, wasn't it? I think at this point.
4: Yeah.
0: And then sort of figure out there's only take a left and the lights go off. I would have preferred that if the lights come back on and he'd have just been in the ring. That would have been well better. That would have been cool, yeah. And I would a have been great. So he tees off on Vader, then Mankind. Nice continuity.
1: Yeah.
0: Chokeslam's Austin, then Vader. Vader dumps out Flash Funk with a sack of shit. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Austin, didn't he? <laughs> it's, it's not on the, the Takamichinoku level of uh, elimination, where he sort <laughs> of face the floor. That's a classic. But it was pretty, pretty nasty. How yeah. is the fucking fake
1: Diesel still in there? How? <laughs>
0: Can't be pushing him.
1: Nah, they're on commentary, they are though. Fucking hell. Big Daddy Kill is like and... Kevin Nash. Hello. <laughs> this
0: is shit, but shut up. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Big Henry's dumped out by Taker. Rocky's dumped out by Mankind. He's manable clawed and pushed out. Yeah. He gets a decent show in the rock, to be fair.
1: Yeah, he was in there for a little while, wasn't he? Yeah, Foley and Funk are stiff as fuck.
0: <laughs> they both survive a double clothesline, but Mankind dumps out Terry. Take a dumps out Foley while he's distracted, and him and Funk just go for it outside. I just love them two lunatics. They're off the
1: fucking heads. <laughs> That's why I thought is there a feud here? But then I don't, I don't think there was. I don't know if it was it just a one-off for Funk, or was he stick? Was he around for a while? Or I think he's around.
0: I think he's around for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Or or he, or he comes back. Change so Charlie, I think it's ninety-eight when he comes back I can't I can't remember the sort of chronology of it, but so all the refs are busy, yeah, with M2, and uh Brett chucks out Austin to a massive pop, but yeah. uh, he gets back in and the refs don't see it and dumps taker and vader at the same time. Love that. That's class. That's
1: absolutely class.
0: <laughs> Brett dumps shit cane out, shit fucking diesel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit cane, shit diesel. <laughs> And, um, and we're down to two, which is the two you wanted it to be. Yeah. How the fuck has, has fucking fake Diesel ended up third in the row? Like, you know I what know. I mean? Bronze medal position.
1: <laughs> He's done well there, hasn't he?
0: And then without anything going on, because usually when you get to the final two these days. Yep, that's off, face off, to, don't you?
1: Yeah. You they have, have a map for like five, 10, ten minutes. Yeah.
0: Not Austin. Oh no. Just dump spread out from behind. Lovely unbelievable Sneak. finish to the Rumble. Yeah. Sneaks up and wins 50 minutes and 30 seconds. It was, it was fucking superb. Loved it. It was,
1: it was so well, but that last 10, yeah. 15 minutes was riveting. I was on the edge yeah, of my seat watching brilliant. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: great.
1: Like, just the who's who of legends, past and present, you know, people that you just, you just, everyone's there to see. Austin's hot as hell and there's that Brett the Brett like undertones yeah. of the feud and that and, and the fact that he he wins it obviously with that pure like so it's so like clever heel work in it like yeah it's like he he gets the one upsmanship on Brett and it's just brilliant and then and to be fair I think Brett sells it fucking amazing as well. You well know? this is
0: it this is this is why it's so well booked because Brett should clearly be the winner but it plays into that sort of whining gimmick which is a sort of catalyst for his heel turn the double turn yeah yeah and it's apart from the shit diesel it was fucking really well booked yeah brett goes to mcmahon kicks off you all saw him saw him done posting brett's selling it fucking superb
1: yeah and uh i thought king was really good at like he was like i know he's obviously he was like the perennial sort of heel sympathizer and stuff like that which he has to be but he's like, yeah. he's, you know, they've shown the replay. He's like, forget about the replay. It's, it's over. The referees have made the decision. They make mistakes in, yeah. in, in in all these sports and stuff like that. It's done. The referee decision's final.
0: Exactly.
1: I just thought it was brilliant. Um, The whole atmosphere of it.
0: It's right, though, because how many times have you seen somebody, you know, get a pen? Before VAR, yeah. obviously. Get a yeah. pen and it's been, like, blatantly bullshit. Showing the
1: re- replay, shown that it wasn't right. You can't change it, can you, after the fact? No. Um, you can't But lie, yeah... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Back in the day, but I just thought it was fucking class. Like I was loving every set. I almost didn't make many notes for the last sort of ten, fifteen. I was just sort of engrossed in it.
0: Yeah, I only really sort of made notes of who who was coming in and who was going out, and just the finish because the finish was great. I I had to go back and make notes of the finish because the finish
1: was like that was a class finish. I had to just spend time watching it. It was properly well done. And it just, it just made you just made Austin look like an absolute megastar. Like he, yeah. you know, he was already on, he was already on that climb anyway. It was like that Rumble probably did that, that did so much for him. It was like just elevating him even further. And obviously, we get to the match of um, Bret uh, Mania in a couple of months in this timeline. But I just thought Bret Hart did
0: more for Austin
1: than anybody. Yeah,
0: in two matches he in a Rumble,
1: put him over the top, didn't
0: he? Honestly, I mean. There's, there's nobody who could have done it, I don't think. I mean, you couldn't have put because Brett wasn't selfish, he couldn't have. No. he knew where it was going, he knew that he was going to be the next guy, yeah. And I think he, he liked him as well. And by the, this was the point where Austin had broken his neck and he was still, you know, super
1: technical. I think he said, I think he said that I know it's that he was really soured with WWF after what happened in the, the 97 Survivor Series and everything like that, but he said that. He even he kept an eye on, like, Austin's matches and stuff because he was such a yeah. big fan of his and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. you obviously had, a, like, a, a lot of respect for him. And He saw and, it. He saw it before Vince saw it. Yeah. But, like, y- y- you couldn't not see it at this point. It was, it's just so electric, wasn't right. it? Even, yeah. as a, even as a heel, he was just so, like, so much gravity to his, like, his persona and everything like that. I mean,
0: they put the rocket under him by now because, I mean, it was King of the Ring where... Obviously cut the promo and and the next day it was Austin three sixteen signs and it's like this guy's getting over. Yeah. We've got to we've got a, it's almost that's like of, a Daniel Bryan situation.
1: Yeah. That's one of them where it's like I know that I know that in WWF that that they sort of don't ever want to go with like the fans, do they? They almost want to be like, Well, that's like no. you know, we didn't choose him, he's not our guy. It's like and you, you do get that a lot, but it's like it feels like with this one, it was just like this is more than anyone ever. This is just like you literally couldn't not do it. It was just, no. it, was just it was like the groundswell of like even when he was a heel, like, there was so much support for him. You still saw loads of Austin three sixteen shirt, you know, signs in the crowd in this night as well, yeah. didn't you, and stuff like that. Hundred percent. But sadly, we had one more match. Yeah, but it's annoying because that should have been the main event. I mean, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, that should have been the, the way you leave the show, but I suppose it's Michael's in here. He wants his, his hometown main event.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, this is what it was all geared around, wasn't it? First off, we get a little package.
4: Bad attitude. For Psycho Sid, it's second nature. For Shawn Michaels, bad attitude comes from being provoked. I'm not intimidated by
2: I'm going to do what I want, when I want. Because I am the Super Predator at the World Wrestling Federation. It's going to take more than being a man to beat me. See the game I play. I am the master.
4: At the Survivor Series, Sid's game was to attack Sean's 62-year-old mentor. What do, do that for? Sean Michaels acted on instinct, the honor of friendship over the glory of a title. Sid acted on a killer instinct. The psycho era had begun. When is done, I can be the championship w- champion again. This is something that cannot ever, ever be replaced. From Psycho C, no sympathy, no apology. the
2: A-plus, and then we
4: The following day, the WWE made the official announcement. The 1997 Royal Rumble would be at the Alamo Dome in Shawn Michaels' hometown, San Antonio, Texas. March 31st was a great day for me, but one thing that would be more special than that it would be to win the World Wrestling Federation Championship in the town that I live in. The young man who trained in a tin shack just outside San Antonio was returning home to fight in front of 70,000 friends, fans, and family.
2: You yes. no, I want that... My hometown, myself and all the people of San Antonio, will tear you apart. The day I was born, I was born the man!
4: The verbal and physical assault escalated. I am 6'9 and over 300 pounds! There's going
2: to be 71,000 kids to see me take your 6'9, 300-pound teeth down your stinking throat!
4: For Sid, nothing was sacred. Not even Jose Lothario's 19-year-old son. I want to apologize for what I'm going to
2: do.
4: The monster has been unleashed. But is the monster Shawn Michaels or Psycho Sid?
0: You say, bad attitude for Sid is second nature. But for Michaels, it comes from provocation. Fuck off. He's, he's notoriously the biggest cock on the planet at this time. Uh, <laughs> it recaps Survivor Series and Philates Michaels. The fucking music completely drowns out a lot of the talking, and the music is actually woeful. But it's it puts the whole thing over, I guess. Shows him powerbombing mm. wooden Pete Lothario, Fucking hell! <laughs> not my dad. Not my dad. <laughs> it's just it's it was it's, it wasn't the standard of package I'd expect from the WF. It was like Jay a big
1: to... ad promo. Wasn't it? it wasn't like main event. Yeah,
0: yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it didn't have to sort of gravitas, did it J.R. has Jr. as pre-tape interview with a flu-ridden read off his tits. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> he looks fucked.
1: Did didn't he? Look like he'd been on all, all night, like all
0: weekend bender yeah. or something, didn't he? He's been on a proper bender. Dart rings under his eyes and everything. Does his <laughs> best. Babyface sticks says seventy-one thousand a year. You're not that
1: big a draw, you sunshine, know. Fuck's sake, you but. know the um the 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 whole flu thing.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'm getting the times wrong or anything like that. But you know, there was that there was that Michael Jordan flu game thing where he was where he said he had the flu and he did had that unbelievable game. Was that yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. this, or could that have possibly influenced this? Or am I getting the times wrong? I don't know if I'm it
0: very may well do because obviously ninety-seven, you know, Jordan's at his
1: peak. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I might have the times wrong, but it's like it just felt like familiar to me because I've obviously like heard stories about that, like the infamous flu game for, for Michael Jordan, where it was just incredible. So I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm just putting two and two together there and getting know, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the show old Michael's backstage in a cowboy hat and sequins looks like a fucking Texan Liberace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, do you know what it is though? I love the backstage walks
0: love them. I do, but they're trying to do the big match thing here, but they're really just killing time because they've got 30 minutes of pay-per-view left and he's only wanting to go 15 because he's not feeling very well.
1: (laughs) I feel like WWF do that really well. They always make the main event feel well, at this point anyway. They always make the main event feel big time. It feels like a prize fight. Whereas you don't really... We'll get to it a bit more later, but you don't always feel like that with WCW. I just feel like they have a more of a, like you said, gravitas. That they, they make it feel important.
0: We don't get that kind of stuff at the WCW.
1: No, and um, you get it for Sid as well. I think Sid looks fucking scary as fuck, imposing. I do,
0: but it's the hair always made me go. <laughs> what <Well>, the noodles? Just <laughs> the <a> spaghetti head. <laughs> but I mean, it does get a massive pop, Michaels. Yeah, it does. And I've put was Brett's bigger question mark definitely equal to maybe or am I just being a Brett Mark?
1: I no, think I think it, I I think think it definitely, definitely bigger. was bigger. It felt more. Then, it felt more exciting.
0: Organic wasn't it, yeah. yeah. His entrance is drawn out to fucking death, but the crowd yeah. are loving it, and so is Michaels clearly. Yeah. So, a bit of sort of background to this. So obviously we saw the Survivor
1: Series match with uh, Jose Lethario. <laughs> I've well, I heard stories that Michael's an absolute prick to that Lafario. Is that right? Or have, I, have I... I... I I don't know. I mean, I mean, Cornette said he, he
0: was. Hmm. Is that Cornett, who I've heard it of? Probably. Yeah, is. He's, he says it on his uh, 97 WWF thing. I mean, there's a lot you can say about Cornette, but he tends to, you know, he's not a bullshitter, is he? So,
1: not normally, no.
0: So this all sort of started at May '11 where Sid, Sid turned on Michaels after Mania, and then they sort of teamed up at Survivor Series 95, but mm. Michaels super-kicked him accidentally, so Sid power-bombed him. And then they were partners again in July 96, but then he beat Vader in a number-one contenders match. Like, fucking hell, this flip-flops <laughs> more than fucking Adam Page in the Elite, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> are they friends, are they not? <laughs> it's fucking lame. <laughs>
0: So what did you reckon to this? Because it's obviously the classic Michael story. Size and power versus speed and agility.
1: I thought it was flat, really. A I didn't bit like flat. the start of it. Because no.
0: he did exactly what he did with Vader. He got the fucker off his feet within two minutes and it was just fucking why why does he do yeah. this?
1: Does it is it to sort of like show look, don't matter how big they are, I'll make them do you know what I mean? Is it like assert dominance early, that sort of spot? But yeah, I thought it I, I thought it was a bit limited. I don't know if it. I don't know if that was because, like you said, Michaels was off his tits or he was ill or whatever it was. You just he, he didn't feel like I didn't feel like he was on his game. I feel like with Sid, he is quite limited anyway, isn't he? You know, he's he's not he's not amazing in the ring or anything like that. No. <laughs> and he never was or ever what will be at this point. That's so like, was, yeah, he's a big he's a big tall guy. And he's a big. He, he's he looks great. He looks like a fucking killer which is his gimmick <laughs> but weirdly over still it <laughs> still gets a little bit of support in the arena which i thought was quite interesting like you said it, it i thought I, I thought it was going to go longer because obviously i saw on i saw on obviously what i was watching on there was like 10 it was still about 10 15 left when it well maybe not that long, maybe 10 minutes left and it sort of it, it felt like it finished as it was just getting going i don't know if yeah. that's just me and it just felt a bit abrupt now like you say, it's probably Michael's, you know, playing his cards. You know, he's the main guy. He he decides how long it goes. But you almost expect him to be the guy who wants to have a 30-minute match, don't you? Because he's sort of, he wants to be the, the quote-unquote showstopper. But he wasn't here. <laughs> oh, well, this is why these fucking pillocks today do this. Oh, it's got to yeah. go fucking safe. Yeah. But yeah, like it he started off with it started off with Michaels doing his thing that, that it's a bit of a bugbear with you in it in particular when he's against a big guy just sort of takes take, what takes all the heat you know away from the big man, doesn't it? Almost yeah,
0: there's no there's no jeopardy for him from the start. He should be should be getting his ass kicked and then his big monumental comeback, which he does do. But I don't think I've any, ever seen anyone run the ropes as fast as Shaw Michaels.
1: Oh, he's yeah, he's, he's fast. He, he's he. His athleticism, his, his athleticism is is so impressive. It has yeah, he's so. smooth
0: as smooth as fuck as well.
1: Yeah, but yeah, like you say, he gets him. He, he sort of he almost has to have that spot where he shows he can take him down, and then then you sort of get the bit where you probably would have should have started with where Sid yeah really slows it and he and he camel clutch working on the back, shoving him into the post, bear hug, fucking hell, that went yeah. on a bit long. It was
0: almost like a role reversal because it's like Michaels gets his two minutes of shit in first, and then it it looks like Sid's making a comeback. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it it was re- it was like it was reversed It shouldn't have been like that, should it? It should have been the other way around, really. It should be where the heel starts strong, and then you get these little hope spots in it. That's what it should have been like, shouldn't it? Really. That... Which is what happened after. Yeah, yeah. So the the order was a bit wrong, wasn't it? But yeah. That's why I thought I thought it was a little bit flat, really. What did you reckon? Because you seemed are you on the same page, or was did you have any other?
0: I didn't think it was shit, but
1: no, no, I didn't think that. I just thought it
0: was. And obviously, he's, he's you know it's hard to get some out of Sid, but Michael mm. seems to manage it better than most. Obviously, like you said, Sid dominates the back, the fucking bear hook, yeah. camel clutch. There's a great bump by Shawn Michaels when he sort of did the Irish whip. Ray Stevens yeah. bump over the ropes. Sort
1: of cla- back, he, cla- cla- he sort of made that his own, didn't he, Michaels, after that, that sort of turnbuckle spot. Well, it's, it's sort of
0: the, the, the flair, Ray Stevens-y kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? It was a brutal clothesline, but I said that Michael's hands on his fucking neck. It was mm. proper nasty. Then I've obviously
1: put Mark's favourite, the bear hug. <laughs> Loves it. Although it, I quite like the sense. second one. The second one where he caught in midair. that one looked better because it looked vicious. The first Ragged one looked doll. fucking languid mm-hmm. as fuck. The second one I can, like, I can get behind. <laughs> it
0: does make sense, though. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. he's working the back. When, when Michaels does his standard comeback, you know, the crowd are buzzing, slam, flying yeah. far around, kip up, top rope elbow, starts tuning up the band, Sid catches it and lobs him out. Another mad bump, Boots did take some mad bumps. You don't realise how many fucking mad bumps he takes.
1: Yeah.
0: Powerbomb on the floor. He grips older, Jose and Wooden Pete. Fucking Pat Patterson comes down, tries to fucking help. <laughs> Mental Irish agree. whip into Hebner. Oh, fuck, knows. Irish whip into Hebner and he's down. Chokeslam to Michaels, no ref. Second ref's in, only gets a two. Sid swats the second ref. Michael. Why, uh, did he, why did he do that? That
1: made no sense.
0: <laughs> no, it's Sid. Well, they play off that. Sid's just like a loose cannon guy, isn't he? Yeah. Michaels grabs a, a camera, clocks Sid karmic justice heaven is up yep. one two nope building the drama and the crowd's popping to be fair yeah i mean i thought the finish was the best part of the match yeah just switch took a while it for in. Mm. yeah sweet your music for three at just under 14 minutes
1: yeah i like the i like the call back to the um to the survivor, survivor series. series that was good that was a good bit of story yeah. bit of comeuppance for the it for the was heel. all right it was. It just wasn't. It wasn't the standard you you almost no. you expect from Michaels, was it? Because he's sort of you know, by his oh, own admission, a, he's the the main event. Showstopper, the showstopper yeah. yeah. You know, and well, it. Was, I mean,
0: you, the standard of main events from the WWF, you, you usually get
1: better. Yeah, that's it. But like, yeah, like I said the finish was quite good. It built. It, 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 like that last few minutes was quite exciting, but it was just a bit of a slog to get there, almost a little bit slow. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. This, yeah, you're right. The the standard was well off. Yeah. You get a ridiculously slow free count by heaven to get the win. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, the fucked finish in the visual pin gives Sid the out, doesn't
0: it, really? Yeah. It sort of doesn't harm him. But it doesn't matter anyway, because the fucking mad ass loses his smile and vacates it and never drops it three weeks later.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that, because I was like, I swear Michael's doesn't have anything to do with 13, like the mania. And then, I'm like, and then I remembered that he lost his smile. <laughs> Whatever that means, <laughs> so that set
0: up a fatal four way, uh, in your house 13. Ironically enough, fatal four way, as it's called, mm. yeah. So they always have that pay per view between Mania and Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brett wins the belt at, at Fatal Fourway, yeah. He drops it to Sid the next night on Raw because of Austin's interference,
1: yeah.
0: Then there was a cage match rematch on Raw in March. Which Sid retained because again from interference from Taker and Austin, yeah, to set up Sid versus Taker for the belt and Brett versus Austin at Mania, so that's how they got to that.
1: Right. Okay. So see, fill in the blanks here. So obviously Austin wins wins the Royal Rumble in inverted commas. Is that is he sort of title match stripped of him by like management as kayfabe or no? Because at the
0: time Brett
1: – right Michael's. A, sacked the champion, he'd
0: vacated it. So, yeah. Brett was the champion, and yeah. the match with Brett was... Right, it was signed set. And then Brett lost it. Right, I get it. So, it and didn't need for the... I mean, obviously, it's because he thought Austin wasn't ready for the belt, and he probably didn't need the belt right then, because he was still on the up. He, didn't, he hadn't even had the IC belt, had he? So, it, it, it turned out that it made sense, but it was quite a convoluted way of getting there, because Michael fucks
1: everyone's booking up, because he's a fucking prick. Was that... Was it because he was he booked to lose the title to to Taker or Brett. something at Mania, or was it Bret at Mania?
0: It was it was supposed to be the Bret uh, Bret Michaels rematch at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, and he just didn't want to do it. He's Such a knob. He really is. Didn't want to do the job, did he? Such a prick, isn't he massive prick. So, what did you think about the pay per view as a whole? Loved it. To be fair, thought it was brilliant. Even 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 the main event, you know, a couple of gripes I had with it, I still thought it was a it was better than a lot of the main events we've seen with the WCW recently. I didn't think it was the greatest WWF paper we've ever seen. No, well, no, it was not. At all. It
0: was it was solid. It was it was a really good, decent opener. Yeah, a really good rumble. Yeah, um, an all right main event and a couple of all right matches elsewhere. One stinker. Yeah, I mean, there was only one match which was shit.
1: Yeah, that was the shit break, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been
0: a hell of a lot worse, and yeah. it's put pieces in place for mania, which is essentially what it's geared to do. Really,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So nice
0: little, uh nice little palate cleanser. This I thought
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. WCW, but yeah. if
0: you if you look at the two companies now, they've got shit on the go. The WWF, I know they're losing the ratings. Yeah, but
1: they've Austin's got all the guys f- in up. the fire, aren't they? Do you know what I mean yeah, but, yeah, hundred percent. Whereas and, WCW is just NWO, NWO, NWO. Have you got anything like they've got nothing they've else got, building? They've got no direction for the NWO. Yeah,
0: like it, the the initial thing was phenomenal. It's not been great, but it's not been shit. Yeah, for the most part. But Bischoff himself said the idea we had the idea, but we didn't know where we were going from that. Mm. And it's just a bit directionless, and I think it just gets more directionless. Yeah. And when we get to sold out, you'll see. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's going to be a bit of a contrast to this one, isn't it? I think <laughs> that's going to be a slog, mate. That's going, going to be, be. AEW levels of slog. <laughs> but the Miss NWO contest. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ!
0: So, do you want to do our post matches? We certainly will. So, what was your match of the night? Royal Rumble. It's got to be Rumble, isn't it? Yeah, easily.
1: Not even a contest, really. It was absolutely class. Last twenty, last fifteen to twenty minutes was absolutely riveting. Absolutely loved it. Perfect way to book a Rumble, perfect way to get, you know, your next big star even further over in Austin that they're building towards. Um, and it furthers an already amazingly hot feud with Brett. So couldn't have been any better, really. Yeah, I I, I
0: thought so too. Well, who was your MVP?
1: Austin Yeah. or Brett, Austin. but definitely Austin, probably Austin.
0: I've got to give it to Austin. And, you know, I, any excuse for me to give it to Brett, but... <laughs> It just, it was, it was another sort of career making performance. Yeah. Obviously, we had the King of the Ring. You had the Survivor Series match with Brett, which, to be fair, was was 90% Brett, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But this was, I mean, he had what, 16 other people before Brett came
1: in? And, yeah.
0: you know, he did his He bit. pretty much he carried pretty much the early his, part
1: of it, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? 100%. You know, for the first 20 minutes or so. And then it hot, it really hot up when when Brett came in. It was even better from that point onwards. So yeah, he was brilliant from minute one. Very much.
0: He was brilliant from minute one. I thought I thought the rumble got better when once Brett came in.
1: Yeah, the last that initial. Of, yeah, that sort of ten, nine to ten entrance was really quite good, wasn't it? Solid.
0: So you've got to give kudos to Pat Patterson because they think he booked it. So fair play yeah. to him. Um, but Austin definitely MVP, dick of the day. Shaw Michaels
1: for me. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> fucking
0: absolute self fucking Putting himself on main event
1: it. on the Royal Rumble.
0: I mean, because... to be fair, that's probably Vince as well. Yeah, but he shouldn't have been the main event, should he? No, I always think
1: I always think the Royal Rumble should always the should always main event the Royal Rumble. It doesn't they don't do it they don't even do it these days. Well, it goes on first. That's what I mean. It annoys me. So like I feel like it just it's one of them where it's like it's called the Royal Rumble, let's put it on last year. I mean, it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I agree. But yeah, for that I'd obviously is he's phoned in sick almost. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and you buying it at the night. I've got I've got a double header of Mad Mullet Marlena
1: and Spaghetti Sid. What about that guy in the AAA match who looked a bit like Edison Cavani?
0: <laughs> oh, he, he, he's part. He's part of the you new know, no betting court fucking crew with Joe Gomez and um, what's a fucker called. Um, oh, I know what you
1: mean the Renegade or whatever it was.
0: Renegade, and there's another one, and they all look the same, and he looks exactly like him as well with his flowing black hair. Um, so it was heavy metal. Heavy metal. He's called the guy in the AAA match. So Joe Gomez, <laughs> Renegade. Can't think who it is. Oh, we'll think of it one day don't worry yeah do you know what I can't I can't I can't go against that because we might, we, might, we might never see him again so heavy metal you get banned at the night you knew no betting court Lou Diamond Phillips motherfucker
1: I'll tell you else could have also have been in in a shatter dick of the day Mr. No Yob he could have been in there as well oh god yeah oh yeah <laughs> masker is what an absolute he's he's
0: he's the worst he is the worst kind of person. <laughs> Selfish cunt. What an absolute narcissist. But he rich. sort of
1: didn't really affect anything, so
0: you'd still have no. to give it
1: to Michaels, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> and his and his nephew's a bit of a wrong as well, so <laughs> Yeah. Alberto. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> uh anyway, um, next up for us will be the twentieth of January, Monday Nitro, back on the nitro. Bandwagon. Mm. See that. See how things are hotting up with uh, Hogan and the Giant <laughs> for After uh,
1: that big time main event
0: last time out. <laughs> yeah, and you were right, by the way. It was to promote Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. Thought it was. Or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it was like New Adventures of Robin Hood. Apparently, they didn't show. It was supposed to show it in all the commercial breaks. They didn't show it in the first one. They showed it in the second one. They didn't show it in the third one, and then showed it in the fourth one.
3: Not and surprised. it was like.
0: And everyone obviously it had been finished. Everyone thought it was live, but it had been finished about twenty minutes previously, right? Yeah. And it's like there's no way these fuckers are going
1: an hour. <laughs> That's why I, I, I generally thought it was probably like a a TNT production show or something. And like, right, we fucking need to get the ratings good for this. What, yeah, what gets loads of ratings, Nitro? Right, we'll put it on straight after that, and then we'll we'll do something like that. So I was just thinking all the way through it. <laughs> You were right,
0: mate. Honestly, I can't. I can't <laughs> knock you for it. But yeah, so we're going to be seeing what's going on there as we uh, mosey on down to sold out. Get on, get on that. Uh, get on that the garbage trip. truck. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean, uncensored was bad. <laughs> Can I'm it be worse sure. than that? Let's see. <laughs> we shall see. It could be a Janella Page job. This
1: <laughs> could be.
0: And then after, and then we're going to give you. Uh second instalment of our past tense bonus side hustle. It's going to be Great American Bash 1991. Several mangs on there. I'm 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 having a stab in the dark now. Uh we're going to have a guess. But um I'm pretty sure Brad Armstrong will be on there. He's fucking always there. Isn't
1: he? <laughs> He's a constant, isn't he?
0: <laughs> in fact, what we'll do now, just just run through the card and we'll see how, how it looks, because yeah. why not, eh? So on the poster. It's got Flair and Luger, but Flair had fucked off. <laughs> so, we get... Um, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they do these. I don't know why they do it. Um, the first up, match... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> first it, match man. is PN News and Bobby Eaton. This fucking lad can't get a break when we're watching him.
1: Bloody hell, you know, he doesn't get anything, does he?
0: (laughs) Versus Steve Austin, no, and Terrence Taylor in a captured a flag scaffold match.
1: (laughs) What is that? That sounds absolutely rotten. (laughs) We'll we'll see. Next up, the diamond
0: stud with Diamond Dallas Page, it's got all versus, yep, versus Tom Zenk. The Z man,
1: <laughs> you'll clap. see. You'll see.
0: <laughs> Next up, we get Ron Simmons versus Oz with Merlin the Wizard Nash, <laughs> yeah. Farouk Nash, and Merlin the Wizard's Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> then we get an interesting one: Richard Morton versus Robert Gibson. The Rock and Roll Express collide mm, with uh, Mar- the. the with Alexandra York, a.k.a. Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Runnels, in his corner.
1: Right, okay. But they actually called him um, Richard Morton?
0: Yeah, because she, <laughs> before she was Marlena, she was Alexandra York, and she was in, like, the York Foundation. She was, like, the head of that, and yeah. they were, like, Ter- Terry Taylor was Terrence Taylor, and Ricky Morton right. was Richard Morton, and so on. Uh... Then, then we get an elimination match. We get Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols. It were Tracy Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, not Brad. Right. Against the fabulous Freebirds of Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin, and Bad Street. that you mean Docs Hendricks? Docs Hendrix, but <laughs> Bad Street, Bad Street is Brad Armstrong, so. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's on there then. <laughs> um next we get the yellow dog, who is Brian Pillman. Right. Versus Johnny B. Bad with Teddy Long, aka Mark (laughs) Merrow. Then we get Big Josh, who is is Matt. That's Doink the Clown, isn't it? Doink the Clown, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Against Black Blood. Don't say uh, fake in front of him. Yeah, don't. You've never been (laughs) broke into this business. (laughs) I'm not fake. My father wasn't fake. (laughs) But you are both dead. So. Krusty the clown, as uh, Nash calls him. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we have Elegante, aka Giant Gonzalez, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. Against the one man gang. Akeem, uh... Akeem the African Dream. Is that how it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get a Russian chain match. Nikita Koloff versus Sting.
1: Okay. Let's see what that is. And
0: then we get a, a steel cage match. For the, for the heavyweight belt, which is Luger versus Wyndham, Barry Wyndham. Mm. Barry Wyndham's decent. Yeah. And then we get another steel cage match. Rick Steiner versus Ian Anderson and Paul Heyman. bit weird. <laughs> is that a double yeah. main event
1: type thing? What? I don't know. <laughs> what do Interesting. A lot of matches on there, isn't there? There's some, there's some uh, stuff on there that doesn't sound too exciting, but I'm sure there'll be enough to talk about.
0: <laughs> it's got a lot of people we've been watching, though.
1: Yeah. So I just like sort interesting. Of earlier, earlier incarnations and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting, yeah.
0: When we do the third instalment, I will make sure there's no scaffold matches. <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't watch another one of them. I've,
0: I've got no. in Succession. It's going to be the strap match all
1: over again, isn't it? I know. Yeah. We'll just get we'll see see someone hang in from it like Cornet. Like that's the yeah. normal spot in them. <laughs> yeah, that is the spot.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh like I said next week it will be the twentieth of January Monday night So as always, if you want to interact with us it's at Adjective on Twitter slash X slash fucking whatever it is next week. <laughs> if you want to give us a five star David Meltzer on Spotify, we'd love that. If you wanna uh, subscribe to us as well. Don't forget to super kick, no thigh slapping. Give it a, a nice, clean Owen Hart in Sigori. Not <laughs> a dirty Roddy Piper one. You want to give it a, a missile drop kick, a la uh, Chrissy Jezza 97, go for it. Bucket tea spinning wheel kick, any old kick will do. As long as it's not a thigh slap super kick, a la the Young Bucks, we don't want that. Not in the slightest. <laughs> not in the slightest. There's no further business, I don't think there is, is there?
1: No, nothing else to report.
0: I'll say them infamous words. Hitman Bret Hart.
1: It's to the fart.
2: Because I'm bizarre.